Oh, yeah. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the Back Road Journey Podcast. I'm Jose. And JR. And we're back. You're not going to introduce the producer? Oh, yeah. And uh, our producer, that guy, underscore 831. <laughs> Diego. No introduction needed. <laughs> uh, he's he's going to be on the new wallpaper. I know. I got him to fix your shoulders and your neck. We got him to look a little bulky, I bro. know, since you like... Yeah, I you were complaining yeah, about your bro. fucking avatar. Yeah, yeah I, I created like, a new wallpaper. Dude, for, that, that dude made me look goofy, <laughs> man. <laughs> I I, you know what? It's the same guy that, that drew yours on, on my cover, dude. Yeah, same so guy. I was, like, was kind of like... Bro, oh. how did he slaughter it then? I, I don't know, but... On the, on the one that he did for him, it looked good. And then on this one, I look goofy, bro. I, was I like, know. And then he put you in front of the truck and you in front of G. I was like, I'll keep it, but... I was like, when you said, I don't look buff enough, I'm like, oh, perdón. <laughs> I didn't say buff enough. I just said, fix my neck, bro. Dude made my neck like four meters long. And then you look like it came from Jurassic Park or something. Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, yeah, I, was, dude. I look like that daddy long neck dude from fucking, like, <laughs> World Star. Like, at first, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't see it. long neck. And dude. you also do look like Arturo. <laughs> yeah, he definitely looked like Artie Dean on that one, dude. Yeah. Just so, the beard. I was like, what? But he's, he's fixing it. He's arranging things. He's like, I got you. You know, when is gonna have it ready today? Oh, nice! Yeah, so nice, nice. you know, by the time this episode drops, maybe we'll, we'll have a new wallpaper. No more yes. Mario Land, you know. Yes, let's do it. Oh, that was a good one. It was. Yeah, yeah. I like everybody, it. Everybody liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could have put uh, Kompa as a Joshi, bro. Yes, Yoshi. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could have been Yoshi, and we'd be like, he'd be carrying us. Which is the other Mario? There's another. Oh, there's an evil Mario, huh? That's Wario. Wario. Yeah. No, just make right. him Toad. Yeah, I'll be Toad. <laughs> 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 wow uh, Oh my god So what's up bro I haven't seen you forever You've been traveling the world Seeing you were in uh, Somewhere So yeah Wow you been? weren't paying attention huh you, Where you been <laughs> I got orders Cause you know I'm in the reserve So I got orders to Fort Worth Texas Ooh so, you gotta, so I got to go Practice my shooting Met other people And then I ranked up I saw I mean, that up Congratulations rank. I know I'm an E5 now So for our listeners listening What does the E5 mean so in the military, there's E1, E9, okay? When you're like E1 and E3, you're puny, you're the lowest of the low, whatever. Yeah. E4, everyone that knows in the military, the E4 mafia. It's like the joke that's going around. Okay. The E4s are pretty much, they can they got leadership, but they can still get away with stuff because they're like, uh, we're still learning, we don't know. And the uh, E5 is like, no, no, no. Uh, you're like, you should know by now. <laughs> so that's you right there. Yeah, I can't be messing around anymore. Uh, like I set the example now. <laughs> you were still messing around. You were like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, dude. <laughs> I'm still going to be goofing around. But uh, yeah, he, I, he, was, he was making TikToks in the back room over there. I was. <laughs> I was. I had to. I even made a, a Whataburger in, in the in and out one. Oh, my God. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen that one. I saw that one. Yeah. saw that one? Yeah. yeah. No, I had it. I went to like, I stepped in front of Whataburger and I'm like, screw this. <laughs> in oh, and out. Yeah, but, but Whataburger is pretty good, dude. No, I had it. You don't like it? No, I did not like Whataburger. I have a friend that he's a native from uh, Houston, Texas, and uh, I told him, dude, Whataburger is like Burger King's. Oh, bro, you hurt my feelings, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it doesn't taste good. It's, it's it, to me, it's the same burger, dude. No. Burger King Whataburger is the same well, burger. Hey, uh, I, I was gonna say Foster Freeze. <laughs> Uh, I don't like Foster. And then the, well, the only difference Whataburger has is they're 24 hours open. Ooh. <laughs> okay. 24 hours. That just, mean, that just means they're mit, the, the meat's sitting longer. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're wearing these bright orange shirts. When I was doing the video, this guy yeah. just like starts looking at me and I'm like, I just smile and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so you were there for how long? Just like five days. Nice, dude. Five days just it was chill. doing Navy stuff. You know, it was, it was chill, you know. Leaving the dream. Signs everywhere that says guns for sale. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's Welcome Texas. to the rice field. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, I liked it. That's my last time going to Texas. I got orders though, and I'm going to San Diego next month. So, For how long? For two weeks. Ooh. Maybe we'll do a podcast over there. Sure. If you want to come on down to San Diego. In the base? You think they'll let us? Probably not. (laughs) Uh, But before we move forward, like I told you in the beginning of our podcast, I am, because I am still in the reserves, technically still a veteran of the active service. E5. E. Um, I just want to give a little bit of like, uh, I just want to bring awareness to some of the heroes that have served in the military. Um, The first one is William K. Carpenter. I'm just going to read a little bit about him. It's not long. I just want to bring some awareness to some of the heroes that served in the military. So bear with me. All right. So this is just in general. So the president of the United States of America in the name of Congress takes pleasure in presenting the medal of honor to Lance Corporal William Kyle Carpenter of the United States Marine Corps for a gallantry and intrepidly at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while serving as an automatic rifleman with company F, which is also Foxtrot second battalion, ninth Marines, Regimental Combat Team 1, 1st Marine Division in Afghanistan in support of Operation Enduring Freedom on November 21st, 2010. Lance Corporal Carpenter was a member of a platoon-sized coalition force comprised of two reinforced Marine rifle squads partnered with an Afghan National Army squad. The platoon had established patrol base Dakota two days earlier in a small village in the Maharaja district, probably butchered that, in order to disrupt enemy activity and proven security for the local Afghan population. Lance Corporal Carpenter and a fellow Marine were manning a rooftop security position on the perimeter of a patrol base, Dakota, when the enemy initiated a daylight attack with hand grenades, one of which landed inside their sandbag position. Without hesitation and with complete disregard for his own safety, Lance Corporal Carpenter moved toward the grenade in an attempt to shield his fellow Marine from the deadly blast. When the grenade detonated, his body absorbed the brunt of the blast, severely wounded him, but saving the life of his fellow Marine. By his undaunted courage, bold fighting spirit, and unwavering devotion to duty in the face of almost certain death, Lance Corporal Carmen reflected great credit upon himself and upheld the highest traditions of the Marine Corps and of the United States Naval Service. Nice. Yeah. So, nice. So thank you for your service, William K. Carpenter. Thank you for your service, gentlemen. All right, so moving on. I know. That's just my little tarot right there. So today's guest, let me tell a little bit about today's guest. You ready? I'm ready to hear about this guest, man. <laughs> I am actually excited. Just a little bit about what she shared. I'm pretty stoked because she kind of reminded me of my mom a little bit. Okay. So I'm ready to go. Nice. So this guest that we have, um, I actually met her at the farmer's market here in Salinas, California. So for those listening there- when? Uh, Three or four weeks ago, yeah. The farmer market of Salinas, California. Yes, they do on one a Saturday. Yeah, they do one every Saturday here in downtown in Salinas, California, from nine to two o'clock. So, you know, before that, I I was talking to Diego, and uh, Diego had uh, told me that he got a massage, and I was like, man, I need to get a massage, and um, so I've been looking for a massage therapist. I have two. So I was walking, you know, enjoying the, the you know, the farmer's market here in Salinas. And uh, I saw the guest that we're going to have right now. 
you know, this individual, she was right there, you know, with the smile, all happy, waving to everybody. And I was just look at her sign. She's all 10 bucks for 10 minutes, five bucks for five minutes. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a 10 minute massage. Almost like the mall kind of does that stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. She had her chair and everything, you know, nice little setup, you know? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I told my wife, you know, I'll walk around, you know, go away. Yeah. Go away. Give me my 10 minutes of <laughs> freedom, you know? <laughs> so I sat down and I literally fell asleep. dude. It was so relaxing. And I was like, you know what? I found a massage therapist. I found it. I found it right there and then. I made an appointment. And yeah, dude, it was awesome. So with that being said. Um, you better roll your you better roll your tongue when you say your name. Oh. <laughs> better say it the right way. The right way. You think right I'm way. junior? I'm think, think I'm junior, bro? I'm going to say it wrong or what? Which JR are you talking about? There's several <laughs> JRs. There's two JRs in this room right now, sir. So, with that being said, I want to go ahead and welcome Edenise Martinez. She was born in Yuma, Arizona. She was raised here in Salinas, California. She is the owner of Sage Studio Massage Therapist here in Salinas, downtown. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Dude, you forgot to mention, she is a daughter. She's a single mom. You know, you got to put the you praise. Come in, bro. That's, that's where you honor, come you know in. That's where you come you in. You got to really shake the table, you know. <laughs> Give it to her. Yeah. You did a good job. But so, welcome. Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Thank you. So, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me again. I know. And she did the, the farmer's market today. Yeah. And she made it. Yeah. Because when I hit her, she's like, hey, I'm cleaning up. I'll send you stuff. Leave me alone. Bro, like, I don't know, dude, you know I always print this out and bring them over here, bro. It's cool, man. Cool. I'm just happy that I'm happy she's here because I look forward to hearing how you got this going, uh, especially that you recently opened it up in September, right, of 2021? So the idea, I guess, it all started in August, and September's when I started to try and schedule, but I was still working full-time teaching, so that was kind of... Oh my God, am I going to do this? Am I going to take this huge drastic change or not? So it was really, really scary, but I cut down to part-time teaching so that I could be more time at the studio and really start to market and promote. And as of May, I am fully committed to Sage. So that's the only job I have right now. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Nice. I love hearing when they finally say, I'm probably just going to take it, go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely took, took the leap of faith. But before we get into how you got, you know, obviously we want to hear, hear your humble beginnings. So you were born in Yuma, Arizona, right? Yes, I was. I was just born there and never lived there. I haven't uh, been back to it. So I hear it's very hot and that I'm not missing out. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the sand dooms, right? The, the, right, the Big facts right there. You're not missing out what, on what, much. <laughs> what about the sand dunes? Are those even good? Uh, that's good like every I mean, certain occasion. Good sand, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if, that's what you, if that's what you're going for, if that's what you like. You know? Maybe. <laughs> All right, so you were born in Yuma. Why were you born in Yuma? So my dad had to go work because he worked in an empaque. So and my mom happened to be visiting, I believe. Um, she was, of course, pregnant. And I just decided to make an appearance. You're like, I'm not. Hello, I'm not. world. <laughs> so like, I'm making my presence here in Yuma. Yes, yes. Yes. And that was that. So that's where I was born. But I was um, raised in Salinas for most of my life, except for fourth and fifth grade. I actually went to Mexico. So I went to school for those two years, and that was a big highlight of my childhood. I really, really enjoyed it. It was completely culture shock being here and then being put in Mexico. The school setting was different. Um, I got to live with a lot of my father's relatives, and I really got to spend that time and be immersed in the 
you know, culture that it's different when you're here and you're Hispanic versus when you're in Mexico. So I'm really blessed that I got to experience that. Um, I learned my Espanol, so puedo hablar bien. Um, <laughs> at least I like to pride myself in that. Um, after that, I came back to continue school here. What part of Mexico are you living in? Um, Puebla City. Mexico, so in Puebla. la ciudad de Puebla. Puebla. Yeah, so it's right next to Mexico City. Oh, that's way down there. Never mind. <laughs> say, is it by the border? But never mind. No, yeah. It's right, it's, yeah, right. Um, ¿Qué parte de Salinas you were living? You, you I grew up here, um, South Salinas. South Salinas. Yeah, South Salinas. So what elementary you go to? So I went. So I went to Fremont Elementary for preschool, and then I went to Lincoln for first, second, and third grade. I went to school in Mexico for fourth and fifth, uh, sixth grade. I came back, and Lincoln was shut down, so I got to finish elementary at Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. So after that, I went to Washington Middle School. Mm -hmm. And then Selena's high, go Cowboys. So in Mexico, those two years in Mexico, you said it was a culture shock, right? Yes. How was it going to school over there? What, what difference from there to here? What was the difference? Because I know here, you go to school, you have your Reese's, you have your 10 minute Reese's, your lunch, and then other Reese's, and then you go home, do homework. How was it over there? Um. Everything about living in Mexico is completely different than living here. And I was actually just talking to one of my clients about this, um, the experience when you get to go to school in Mexico and you get to go to school here and you get to compare the both. When you're here, you're constantly on the go since the moment you're a child because your parents have things to do, places to be. You have to be in a lot of sports or activities, or at least that's kind of what we make the norm. But your schedule is completely jam-packed from the moment that You are born. In Mexico, it was a lot more relaxed. Um, I remember waking up at like 6 a.m. Um, my father would make breakfast for us. We'd pack our lunches. We'd get to school and start at 8. We'd stay in the same classroom, but we had our different subjects, of course, just like we do here. One thing that was very, very different that I was, of course, not used to, and I remember getting blisters in my fingers, you don't get all the handouts and all of the worksheets and all of the textbooks. So you have a notebook for each subject and the teacher is dictating all of your notes. So all of your worksheets are being dictated and you have to keep up with it. At the end of the week, we'd had to turn in our notebooks. And if our handwriting was not legible, we had to rewrite pages and pages of notes. Um, our spelling, our grammar had to be on point as well. So that was a huge thing. And keeping all of your school supplies, all of everything that's pertaining to your education has to be nicely, you know, kept neat and clean and organized. Not like here where I remember shoving, you know, worksheets in my backpack. My binder was a mess. Um, yeah. And that's how my son's binder looks. And it drives me insane. <laughs> I'm like, that is so embarrassing. No, clean it up. Um, so that was also a very different thing. Um, the way the schedule was set up was different. Um, our uniform, of course, I remember we had uniform checks, uh, our shoes had to be nice and clean. Our socks have to be a certain height. Our nails have to be nice and clean. Damn. We could not show up with like dirt under our nails or, you know, dirty hands. Our hair nice, had to be combed and pulled This is back. a private school? <laughs> This was a private school. Yes. Um, so it was very, you know, your appearance matters. So that's something that's being, um, taught since you're really, really young. But I noticed that even um, neighbors that didn't go to the same private school and went to public schools had the same type of expectations to be met. Um, and coming back from Mexico into sixth grade, 
was again completely different because I got used to that routine. Do you want her to come back or not? Um, I wanted to come back because my parents were separated. So when I was in Mexico, I was living with my father. Um, so I'm of course missed my mom. Uh, so I was excited to be back with my mom, but I didn't want to leave my school. I was really attached to it and it was just completely, it was completely different. And I really did enjoy my time in school. So that was upsetting. Um, I had a really hard time trying to reintegrate because the years that I was gone, like my first and second grade friends had moved on and they had other friends and I felt very lost, very alone. Uh, My English, I felt very uncomfortable and self-conscious about it. Um, so there's still a lot of words that now I'll, you know, I'll stop and I'll think for a really long time. And this is going to sound silly. I did not know what an iron was called in English. Like I was trying to iron my clothes and I was like, the thing with plancha. It's okay. And I just like, you know, like completely like no idea. So there's like little things that sometimes like I catch myself, like I should know that word. Like, oh my goodness. So like, I, I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, what's the, the English word for comal? To heat up your tortillas. Comal? Uh, Comalation? <laughs> Sounds about right. You know, the thing that comal, heat up your tortillas where you flip oh. them? What's that called in English? I don't know. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> so I'm not the only one then. Yeah, right? that's shady, we live in the shady area where it's like, you know, my... Like, I go to Mexico sometimes, and then I talk to my cousins in Mexico, and I'm like, damn, I really don't know Spanish. <laughs> but then I'm here, and I'm like, I'm pretty fluent, and I'm talking, like, to my employees and stuff like that. And it's like, I'll be doing presentations in Spanish, like, real, like, you know, formal and everything. And then I go to Mexico, and I'm like, damn, like, I feel like I don't know Spanish. <laughs> can someone please send us a message and know how do you say Kumail in English? I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure we can Google it, but I would like to know if people... Uh, you're going to Google it? I'm oh, my God. It up right now. That's what I'm You're going to put for. Google Translate? <laughs> That's what I'm here for. So uh, let me ask you this. Um, you said you were really attached to school. What made you attached to school? What was what was it about the school in Mexico that you were attached to? Just the sense of community within the school that is created. Um, you're, there's a lot of activities. We had a lot of festivales, a lot of dances, a lot of... We did a lot of things together within the school. So you really get to know your classmates and everyone was so welcoming. I remember the very first day, everyone's like, do you want to play with me? Do you want to be my friend? Everybody was offering their lunch, offering to show me around. And, you know, that happens here too. But I felt more welcome there um, than I'd ever felt in any of my other classes being here. Uh, So I think that's another reason why I was really, really attached to those classmates, um, to all of the staff there. Everybody was very very welcoming and very wanting for me to get the hang of the system there and just not feel like I was a new one there. And I can actually relate with you a little bit about moving to Mexico because I moved to Mexico, but I half relate to you because all we did was move across the border to like, you know, Mexicali, but we had to go to school on the other side. So I didn't go to school in Mexicali. My mom and dad said, you're not going to school there because we don't want you to get messed up (laughs) but that was a a crazy culture shock for me because you know the way of living out there the way things work the stores i thought i knew my spanish as a little kid no sir because when i would go to the oxo i would butcher it yeah y'all know what the oxo is right yeah Yeah. okay so did you break any hearts when you came over (laughs) jerry any any kid that that had a question and they found out that you were coming back they're like no te vayas um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was this super sweet boy. And Say his name. You never know. You might listen to <laughs> no, him. No, no. <laughs> like, no, no. My dad showed up to his house and like got him in trouble. I don't know what he told his mom, but the point is that after my dad showed up to his house, 
So the story starts with he wrote a letter, very romantic. We were in like fifth grade and he wrote a letter, a love letter telling me how much he liked me, um, how he would like to be my boyfriend. And I'm like, whoa, I'm too young to have a boyfriend. So here I am freaking out like, no, no, this is not happening. So I remember the teacher said, well, you know what? Just write a letter and tell him like, thank you. I'm flattered, but no, thank you. Um, and you know, just let it be. I went home. I was crying. I did not want to write the letter. Like I felt like it was a punishment. Like, no, like why can't, why do I have to write a letter back? Like, no, I do enough writing in school. <laughs> so my dad comes into the living room. He's like, why are you crying? I'm like, Oh, it's because he wrote me a letter and the teacher said that I have to write a letter back to him, but I don't want to write it. He got so mad. Ooh. So he left, he picked up the letter. He left the house. He went over straight to this kid's house. I have no idea what he tell him told him. Um, but after that, the little boy never talked to me again. Aww. I was so upset. So hopefully, no, 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 or something. But I, gotta ask I feel so bad. Aww. Now I'm wishing someone writes me a love letter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you? Did you guys have like a fourth grade crush at all? Yeah, I did. Do you remember her name? I talked about it. And, uh, it's the one that I hand out the chocolate bro. <laughs> I don't think you talked about it on. I yeah, I had one. So well, I had a, had a crush quick, right on this, on this girl, right? So for <laughs> we were gonna, um, it was a it was a spring break or, or yeah, spring break when they do the Easter egg or whatever. So that week before we we were go on vacation. What grade was, was this? Uh, fourth grade. Okay. So um, I had a crush on this girl. So your wife shouldn't get mad at you, right? Uh, she knows about this. She okay, laughs good. about it. <laughs> so I go. I told my mom to take me to the store and I bought a chocolate bunny. Right, chocolate bunny like. Big one. So, so I got to the class, you know, we were all giving, you know, gifts. So I go and I give it to her. She's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, all right, I'm going to ask her to be my girlfriend. So we go to recess and my buddies are like, hey, dude, well, what? So that girl over there, she's eating the bunny, a chocolate bunny with her new boyfriend. And I looked, they were eating the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad and I was like, screw you. If you're this podcast, screw you. <laughs> what was her name? I'm not going to say her name. I'll say my mom was Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Play just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my fourth grade crash. Going to yeah. Crystal, I don't know yeah. what happened to her. But anyway, she ate the chocolate with somebody else and not me. Diego, she did broke, you have, did you have one? Hurt? Nah, liar. Look at that face. <laughs> liar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's, so you come back after fifth grade, right? Yes. Okay, and you went. You said you went Roosevelt. to Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Okay, and what, and you saw and you said that when you came back, you saw your old friends that they're kind of like going their own way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been six years. Well, not, I mean, it's been two years. Now we're in sixth grade. It's kind of like, of course, everybody was going to grow up. We all grew up in two two years. I mean, a lot changes when you're... Did they remember you? Like They oh, did, they did. Some of them, um, when the school shut down, Lincoln shut down, everybody kind of got reassigned to a different homeschool. So some of them were going to Rossville. Others, I have no idea where they got sent to. So when I went into middle school, again, I got to... Say hi to a lot of um, other people that I remember from like first, second, and third grade at Lincoln. You went to Washington, right? I went to Washington, yeah. Ooh, ooh, Harden. <laughs> I also saw uh, Mustang, King, King City Mustang. <laughs> no, King Shalom Peaks. <laughs> Shalom Peaks in King City. Yeah, you stayed down there. <laughs> yeah. All right. South let County. me let me ask you this uh, because it happened. It's another thing I can relate to. When did you have like one of those close friends that when you left originally to Mexico, you came back? Were they still your friend or they kind of drifted out that one good friend? Um, we didn't really, I mean, they got sent to different schools, the, um, the friends that I was closer to. Um, so I it just never really, we never kind of like reconnected, like, okay. became good friends again. Okay. Um, but I mean, I still see them around. Um, 
I know at least one of them still, she lives near where I do. Um, I think our kids, both of our kids go to Lincoln. So when I see her, I do say hi and she's always saying hi. So that's just that. Okay. Did you, did you kind of understand a little bit when you were younger going to elementary school, you kind of had an idea what you wanted to be or were you still kind of just having fun? Um, when I was a little girl, I wanted to open a spa and I'm literally living my childhood dream right now and I'm working towards that. Awesome. That's cool. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, I did, I did, I did read on that. You were, you're always the, yeah, the one dictating everything. That was really cute. So when I was about seven or eight years old, I drew, you know, you can imagine my drawing, but they were the blueprints of what my women's spa retreat center would look like and I had this vision of creating a place for women and I'm sorry if I get emotional, but I'm telling you like this is literally my childhood dream. I wanted to create a center for women to come in and get pampered and get taken care of because I was raised by a single mother and you know, she prioritized me and my sister so much and I saw her kind of put herself in the back burner not buying herself new clothes, never going like to the hair salon, like things that I see other or I saw other women doing. Um, my mom was always at work. She was always concerned about me and my sister and making us a priority. So I wanted to do something to make her feel pretty and make her feel good and loved and appreciated. Um, so I thought, oh my gosh, how cool would it be to have this like spa place where all of the mommies come and they get their hair done, they get a massage, they get to drink um you know, like juices and like, I was thinking of having like a healthy snack bar, um, providing childcare so that it's not that, oh, I can't go get a massage or I can't go get a pampered because I don't have a babysitter. Um, You know, I can't do something nice for myself because then I feel guilty that I have to leave the kids behind. So I wanted to create a place where, you know, like imagine there's like a daycare center where me and my sister can hang out while my mom's getting, you know, pampered and taken care of and whatnot. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea that I had as a child. And then, you know, as I started to get older, I was like, you're, you need, you need a real job, honey. Like you need to put yourself through college. So that was just like my childhood dream. Be- before we get to that. Um, so you went to, uh, Washington middle school and then you go to Sinus high, right? Yes, I did. Sinus high. Did you play any sports? I did not play any sports. I hated, hated being in high school. I did not enjoy it. Um, I was very quiet. I was just ready to get out to my senior year. I only had, um, an ROP class and the government class left. And then I take off and I would go to work. So I started working when I was 16. Damn. Oh. Yo, hustler. Wait, which ROP class did you take? I took the physical therapy aid. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I remember that class there. Cause I took the, uh, the welding one. So I know that it was in the same area. Okay. Yeah. Um, why didn't you like high school? Mm, I just felt like the ugly duckling, honestly. You know, and I felt like an outcast and I felt like I, I just didn't fit in. Um, I wanted to be out. I just didn't didn't enjoy it. You didn't do like any clubs? I didn't. I I did nothing. Like I just wanted, I would show up to get my work done um, and be out. Like I wanted to spend as little time as possible there and just move on to the rest of my life, I guess. So let me ask you this because you went to Selena's. I got to know. I know you say you didn't want to be there and you were just going to get out. Did you at all thought of the other high schools? Did and what did you even think about them at all? The other high schools, like, like I thought of Selena's High as, Selena's High as ugh, entitlement. Yeah. I thought of, I thought of Alice out as like. Watch what you say, bro. 
What's what you say right now, bro? <laughs> you can say anything you want from King City High, bro. Not the Trojans, right? So you know, we, you know, I went, I went to North Salinas High, so we always had like this visual of what the schools meant. You know, like Salinas High entitlement. You know, Albert Alvarez wannabes. You know, damn. And, and Let's leave it as that, bro. You're going too hard at everybody. And then Alasau. <laughs> I might offend a couple of people, but the real G's in Alaska, bro. <laughs> like we call it the Cholo School, but whatever. There's other stuff we called it, but I won't say because I don't want to get canceled. Alaska <laughs> always seemed like the fun school because it we was. always had like DJs and bandas or yeah, like different things going on. It's kind of it like was. we don't do that here. Called the ghetto yeah. school. No, it wasn't. It was, bro. A ghetto. <laughs> it was a G school. Anyways, moving forward. <laughs> so uh, you didn't get to experience that. Did you do the prom or? I got dragged to go to prom. My hair was in a bun. My group of friends, uh-huh. I had agreed to go to prom. I got really anxious, I guess. I don't know. I did not want to go. So my mom, even the day, up to the day before, the night before, she got off work. She went to the Goodwill. She picked up dresses so that I could try on to go to the prom. And I did not want to go. She found this beautiful dress and it just happened to fit. Like it just happened to fit. I mean, normally when you buy like a dress like that, you have to get it fitted. You have to make sure that it's the right height. And I am not a very tall human being. Um, This dress just fit perfectly. So my mom was really excited to send me off the next day. And I threw a berrinche and I was like, no, I'm not going. And um, all of my friends showed up to my house because that's where we were going to meet up and go to prom. Um, when they get there, I'm like crying, my hair's in a bun and they're like, no, you're going like you are going. So they dragged me there and, and I think it was fun. I don't really remember much. It was just kind of like long time ago, I guess. Well, do you remember the color of the dress? It was like a blue turquoise. It looked like the ocean. Like Cinderella? No, no, not to I mean, she, had the, she had the bun up. You know. I guess I should have gone for that look too late now. <laughs> or Al- back. Al- Alice in Wonderland, kind of. It was more like the I, ocean. I wish I had friends that dragged me to prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Diego! I didn't hey, even go to prom. Do you want to go to prom? We're, we're gonna go to prom. There's still time, bro. There's still time. We're gonna hit up a prom, bro. Let's go to Mexican prom, bro. <laughs> did Did you hear about that? Did you go to the Mexican prom? I did not. I Wait, didn't want to go to my own prom. You think I wanted to go to another prom? Oh, yeah. Mexican. Prom? There was a Mexican yeah, prom. There was a so, Mexican prom. so after the high schools, all the high schools do their prom, then uh, somebody will organize the Mexican prom. It was the Latino Lulac Lulac prom. Yeah. So everybody could go. The 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 you had to be at least eighteen. What? Uh, and well, I was seventeen. But I think uh, if you were older, like, because there were some girls that day, like, 21 years old dudes. Or, oh, yeah. You know, there was an age limit, so you had to go your own age. It was pretty cool, dude. It was at Sherwood mm-hmm. Hall, right? Yeah, That's Sherwood where Hall, I went. Yeah. That's where I went. Yeah. I took a Caucasian girl yeah. with me. I got that much money <laughs> yeah. in King City. <laughs> I was like, to be doing that less. <laughs> I don't know as much. There's dude, not enough we're going to request there. permission from King City High to let you attend next year's prom. Yeah. Okay? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, bro. <laughs> I do that, dude. I said, get Diego the prom. Ed, get Diego the date. I'm going to just be a chaperone. All the well. listeners, we got to we gotta get Diego the prom. We got to get Diego the prom. <laughs> we're going to get, get you a limo. You know, Yo, we're going to have someone put the flower on you. Dude, that's a must, bro. That's bro, a must. terrible. <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do it. Okay. Right. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have a Rux clothing sponsor too, bro. Rux, sponsor, Rux, Rux and clothing. Rux and clothing sponsor. Where my, where my tagana? Yeah, your outfit, bro. <laughs> oh, awesome. Man. All right, so you went to prom. You're dragged to prom. Was it senior year or junior year? Senior year. You had to go. I know I you didn't want to. Go. Right? I didn't, but I did it so I could say I went to prom and let's move on. Yeah. And any limo? Uh, no, we didn't do a, a limo. limo. Okay. No. All right. Do you remember what you wore for prom? Uh, I was a cowboy. You're a cap. 
Okay. I was like, oh, dude, let me okay. pull up the picture. I have nah, it right it's here. cool, man. It's cool. I have it right here, bro, on my okay. Instagram. So you say you started working at 16, right? What was your yes. first job? I started working at Kids Foot Locker. So I was selling shoes at the mall for two years. You remember how much you were getting paid? Oh, I think it was like nine something. Nine something? I don't know. Something or whatever minimum wage was. I was getting paid six twenty five. Oh, no. I think it was a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, that, and that was Sears. I got six dollars and twenty five cents an hour. Mm, I should have come to Kidsville Locker. <laughs> Were you getting when the, I was sixteen? I was cutting cutting lawns with my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so you were selling shoes. Was it uh, just uh, hourly, or were you getting also because you sold shoes? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up. Huh? I, no, I just showed up. You know, it was a job. I got a paycheck every two weeks. Um, I was sixteen, so my junior senior. What was that? What was your reaction when you got your very first check? Like they gave you your check and you're like, oh my God. I was so excited. I was like, I'm rich. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. And I remember my mom telling me, remember like when the estaba chiquitas nos decía, cuando tengan su primer trabajo, su primer cheque es mío. So I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. whenever you get your first job, the very first paycheck is mine, you know, like it's your mother's paycheck. And of course I didn't uh, give it to her. It was good. probably like 150 bucks or something. Uh, but my I was so excited. My mom still brings that up. She'll be like, Where's my like, check? Yeah. <laughs> She'll just be like, yo, you're not going to, you know, send me something or what? And I'm just like, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm like, one, you owe him so much, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can never really, rep- like, repay him all the way. No, my mom asked me for rent and half the groceries <laughs> as soon as I got my first job. So, like, I get la renta para el teléfono. I'm like, damn. Yeah. You what probably ate half the groceries anyways, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably, I was a wrestling yeah. ate a lot, so. All right. You still eat a lot, bro. Leave me alone. <laughs> Bro, you took out like half that bag of Leave jerky. Leave me alone. <laughs> you opened like six bags. Yeah, they have me, Diego. All right, so you start working at Kids Foot Locker in the mall, right? Yes. Okay. How long did you stay working there? Um, About two years. So I worked 16, and then once I got enrolled, or I was going to start CSUMB, I turned in my keys, and I said, I'm out. I'm going to move on. I'm going to be a college student now. Okay. What year did you graduate high school? 2012. Okay. And... When you were in high school, were you thinking about the spa or something else that you wanted to do? Well, uh, the spa idea was a childhood, just kind of like, ha, ha, ha. That's just what you wanted to play when you were a little kid. Um, You need to get yourself to college. Um, But I loved everything that had to do with the human body. So I thought, oh, my God, I can be a physical therapist. Like, that would be the coolest thing. And my heart was set on physical therapy. So when I was looking at schools, I decided to go with CSUMB. Because it was closest to home, it was going to be a lot cheaper to be there, and they had a great kinesiology um, major, and that's what I needed to do to get myself to physical therapy school after. So that was the the idea that I had. Did you go? Did you go full time or part time? I went full time the entire time I was there. Yeah. So I went. So I graduated what June, July, um, whenever whenever we graduated, and then I started that that fall that um, that August September. And were you working while you were going to school? No. So I quit my job in August, so a month before I started going to school. And you just focused on school the entire time, right? Um. Well, then I had a child, and then I had to work. But the idea was to just be a full-time college student, um, get it done in four years or maybe less, um, because I was always very – I love school. I love being a student. I love learning. So, so walk us through how that – how did that go? Once you you were going to college, right? Everything, you know, full time. You had your plan, and 
you find out you're pregnant. And that was like right off the bat. So I started going to school in, you know, end of August, I think is when classes started. And August, September, October, I think towards the end of November, I started to feel, I started to feel weird. I was like, I feel like I'm sick. Like there's something wrong with me. And something in my head said, why don't you take a pregnancy test? Sure enough, that little line turned, you know, it was a little plus sign. I was like, oh my God. And I remember dropping to my knees and crying. I was so mad at myself. Um, I was so upset. And I remember I called my mom and I told her, mom, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> and my mom was so happy. She's like, oh my God, mija, felicidades. Like, oh my gosh, congratulations. And I was even more irritated and more mad at her because I didn't understand, like, how dare you be happy? Like, this is horrible. Like, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Like, growing up, I always said, like, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to get married. And, of course, I think that stemmed from my parents being separated. So I was so focused on school, so focused on going to college, so focused on getting this career and, you know, graduating, getting that job that was steady and really doing everything that my mom had told me since I was really young. So now finding out that my very first semester, just a couple of months and I'm already pregnant. I mean, my heart was broken. I'm like, I can't finish school. Like, what am I going to do? Um, and I was upset that she was happy about it. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I want you to be mad at me. Like, I'm mad at myself. Like, it doesn't, you know, like, I like no, <laughs> like, no, this is not okay. Um, so that was that. So I didn't, um, so I went to my, I, I didn't drop out of school, um, I went into my, to see that campus um, career advisor and I said, I sat there and I told her, I need help. I I need help. I am pregnant and I don't want to leave school. I want to stay here. And I remember she looked at me and she's like, oh, honey, like, I'm sorry, you know. Um, and then something along the lines, you know what, like college isn't for everybody. So if you want, like, we can go ahead and process your paperwork so that you can, um, you can drop. Oh, hell no. Um, and that, you know, I remember I was like, that, that's, that's not, that's not that's, what I'm here for. Like I said, yeah. I said, I need help. Like, I want to stay here. Like, what, what can I do? Like, how can you help me so I can stay here? Like, I don't want to let go of this. I worked so hard to get myself here. So that was just kind of the beginning of, this is going to be really hard. You know, right. it's going to be really, really hard. Um, so a year later, my son was born. So he was born in July. Thank you so much for being born right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And you did not interrupt any of my classes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like it's kind of funny how like life works in mysterious ways. So just the fact that he happened to be born in the middle. So I did not have to drop any classes. I did not have to take any time off. Um, he was born in July. And then of course school start, semester started again in August. So I was right back at it. Um, yeah. And after that, uh, that was, so that semester right after he was born was hard. That was really, really, really hard. Um, of course, you know, he's waking up every couple of hours. I have all of these classes, all of these assignments, and now I have the pressure and the stress of, I really have to do this. Um, there's no, there's no quitting. Like I have to get this done and just being pregnant and walking around campus I, you know, I, I always felt like I had every single label slapped on my forehead, you know, it's like, yes, she's Mexican. Yes. She's first generation. Yes. She comes from Salinas. Yes. She comes from a broken home. You know, yes. She's a single teenage parent now because I do fall under that teen parent um, bracket. So I felt a lot of shame and a lot of guilt, um, being pregnant and walking around pregnant. And I did get a lot of stares. So that was really hard and uncomfortable already. 
but you face adversity head on. You have to and you move forward because a, a lot of a lot of people wouldn't do what you did. You know, a lot of people were folded, will will fold and and they'll curl up and and quit. You know, and and you know, thank you for sharing that with us because you know a, a lot of the listeners that listen to this is like, hey, you know, you could face adversity in many ways. You know, don't quit, don't give up. You know, especially if you were single at that time, if you didn't have the support of the other the individual, right? But I mean, I'm, that's, that's awesome. You know, you didn't quit, so that definitely was difficult for you, right? But you had your mom's support. Your sister is your sister younger than you, or my sister is younger than me. Yeah, so yeah, my sister has always been there, um, very supportive. My mom as well. Um, anything that has to do with school or work, they're on it. Um, and they try to do as much as they can to make sure that my child is taken care of and he's safe and he's there. So I definitely could have, I could not have done it without them. And I always like to say wherever I end up at is not, it would be selfish and it would be a lie if I said I did it on my own because it's literally taken an entire group of people to step in in different points throughout my journey to get me to the next best place, you know? So I'm, I'm always really grateful for everybody that babysat for me when I had to go to school or work. Um, everyone that, you know, there was times where I didn't have um, money to even pay for my rent or pay for food. Um, so anyone that donated helped, um, just literally anything that they could have done and they did for me, or even just kind of like give me a hug or tell me like, you got this, like you can do it. Um, I appreciate that a lot. A simple word as... You can do it. You got this when you're like going through some hard times, you know, you know, you have, so, you of course know, Diego knows, you know, I know yeah. just that little, some kind of like supportive words mean yeah. goes like a it long makes a way. Huge, huge yeah. difference. Because they, they see it and they're telling you like, you got this versus other people that they see it, but they're just like, mm, they're screwed or yeah. like they got, yeah. they're, they're done. And I got, and I got a lot of that when I found out I was pregnant. Um, you know, I had, you know, closed or at least I thought close friends. And I heard from um, my closest friends, oh, wow, that sucks. You're pregnant. I guess you're going to, you know, drop out and go work at McDonald's now. You know, I got a lot of, I got a lot of negativity. It was not very, it was not very fun. It was not very nice, but despite all of it, you know, I'm glad for everybody that did have something nice to say. And if they didn't have something nice to say, I'm grateful that they didn't say anything at all. Yeah. It's what fueled me. Like it's part of my growing up was when I had like people, uh, pe- people say negative things to me is what fueled me a lot. I took a little longer for my journey, but yeah. you know, eventually I got through it. But it, it always fueled me like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove that person wrong. Oh, I'm gonna prove. Oh, you want to say that? Okay, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Might be taking a little bit longer, but just wait. It's Watch gonna me. get done. It's gonna get yeah, done. It's gonna get done. All right. And then, so you said you started working right after you gave birth. So I, mm, I didn't start working then. I went back to school. So Nathan, my child was born in. July went semester started in August and then in December I happened to stumble upon a school in San Jose called Carrington College and they offered a massage therapy program and I thought oh my gosh what if I do that um so my friend um joined me we went to the school I decided to enroll um, and I told the enrolling person there, I am a full-time student at a university. Can I still do this? And she said, well, why don't you go back, ask to take a, a leave, to take a semester off so that you can do this. So I 
went back to ZSUMB and I took one semester off so that I can enroll full-time in the massage program. So the massage program was 10 months. Um, obviously, a semester is not that long. Mm-hmm. So from the program started, so this was 2014. So 2014, January, all the way up to, I believe, September, October, um, I was driving to San Jose every single day from class was from 8 to 2 p.m. So I remember waking up around 4 in the morning to get my child ready and pack the bag for the day, drop him off wherever he had to be that day. I take off, go to San Jose, be in class 8 to 2 p.m. It was probably like 1.30 p.m. actually. Um, I would drive back to Salinas. I would quickly change and have lunch. And then I'd drive to Monterey because I'd started working at Macy's. And then I would be off work in Monterey around, I think they closed them all at 9. So I'd get home like 9.30, almost 10 p.m. Um, by that time, my leave, uh, my one semester leave had already ended. So I was enrolled at CSUMB again. But I was only taking two classes, and luckily they were online classes. So I'd go home, I'd do my, you know, it was like 10 p.m. Um, I'd do my homework, do whatever I had to do, and go to sleep around 12, 1 a.m., and then again, wake up again like 4 a.m. So those were really, really hard months. So what got you? Like, you just liked the fact that you went to that school, and you're like, I'm going to do massage therapist, or you still had in mind your childhood dream? Um... I needed a job to support my child and me and working at Macy's was not paying the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and massage obviously was always a childhood thing and something I enjoyed doing. Um, at that time I had met someone that was very, still is very special. Um, and I remember I told him I found this school, but I don't know, like I already have a kid. I already have, you know, a full course load at CSUMB. I don't know if I can do this, and he looked at me and he said, well, if that's something that you want to do, you know, just go for it. Try it. Like you lose nothing by trying. Like, I, you know, you're going to do amazing things. Like he always told me, like, you're going to do amazing things in life. Um, so I did it. And I was just kind of like, it just felt right. Like there's just something about it. Like it just felt right. Like I had to be there and I had to do it. So I, uh, I got it done. Um, yeah. So after massage therapy, you started working? So I had, so part of the program or the last month of the program, we had to find a place where we could do an externship. So I completed, so I got placed in a chiropractic office in Pacific Grove and I completed my externship there. My last day was on a Friday and the doctor pulled me into the office and said, Hey, you know, we really like you. Patients really like you. Somebody had apparently sent a letter in saying she is amazing like we really like her like can you please keep her and it was just like a really detailed letter explaining how much they enjoyed working with me even though I was obviously still a student and this was going to be my first job and I had very little to no experience um so the doctor offered me a job he's like hey you know well we are looking for a therapist and you happen to fit right in would you like to work with us and I was so excited I mean you are done with school that Friday and you have a job Monday. Like, of course, like, yes, this is such a blessing. So that was my very first job doing massage. So that was 2014. So right as soon as I was done with my uh, massage training, I was able to start working doing massage. And that made such a huge difference because working as a massage therapist, you get a lot more flexibility with your schedule, which is what I needed. Luckily, the doctor I was working with understood that I had a child and I was also a full-time student. 
um, and I needed the job. So my schedule and my class schedule, it just kind of happened to work really nice and I'd have weekends off. Nice. So that was, that was amazing. There's, there's some employers, I guess you can say, will see something in someone like a hard worker, like someone that's humble, you know, especially when they hear their background, you know, they'll start saying like, I want to keep this person. I see you grabbing the meat. Um, but, and, and that, that shows right there what the doctor saw in you from the clientele. Cause you really put your heart and soul in something that you like doing and people will notice it. And they'll say, I'd rather have this person than someone that has years of experience and just coming in because I know I'm good. Yeah. You know, versus someone that's like, you can trust this person, you know, they're going to, yeah. they're going to do great. And look, they already had someone write a letter. Yeah. So, so. that must've made you feel so great. Like I that, that just, feeling is, uh, just, I was like, okay. I was like, yes, it was difficult. It was hard, but I got the job and that was the goal and it's going to be okay. Like I can, I can do this. You know, I still had two and a half years of college left at that point, I think. So, that, you, so you graduated in 2018, right? I did. Yes. The major in kinesiology and a minor in public health education. Did you want to pursue physical therapist after that or you were kind of like I still wanted to pursue so even though I was doing massage I thought well this is just great because this will look good in my application once I apply into PT school so that was still the goal but I had a child okay that's where the education minor comes in Mm -hmm. so after finding out I was pregnant and going through the pregnancy and having a child I realized how hard it was to be a single mom and a full-time college student and how little help I was getting, how I wished there was more people I could talk to. Um, and I realized I never talked about, you know, when we're talking about teen pregnancy, there's, we don't talk about sex because you just don't say that word. You just don't talk about it. Like we just, there's such a stigma to it where you don't talk about it. Like, no, don't. And I grew up that way. So I wish that I had more trust and I didn't feel so uncomfortable around the word sex. And I would have asked for the help once I started to be sexually active instead of going around, hiding around like it's something bad, you know, and it shouldn't be that way. So I decided, well, yes, PT sounds great and all, but PT reminds me of the gym setting and I do not like that setting at all. I am the type of human that you need to tell, come on, you got five more, come on, (laughs) come on. Um, So I decided, you know what, maybe PT is not for me. So then my brain started to shift and I decided, what if I do public health education and work in my community and educate other uh, teenagers about sex and health education and, you know, doing a lot of talks. Um, I am bilingual. So that's definitely something that we need, um, doing more health education. And then some of the classes I started taking started to focus a lot on health and wellness and childhood, uh, diseases, um, obesity, diabetes, and things that could be prevented. So again, my brain just kind of gravitated more towards health and wellness, um, and staying at CSUMB and hearing a lot of other people when we did our icebreakers for classes, oh, where are you from? Um, when did you get here? How long have you been here? And then they'd get to me and it's like, oh, you're from Salinas? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry for you. Like, honey, how'd you survive that? So there was mm-hmm. a lot of like, oh my gosh, like, is it terrible? Like we hear about all of these gangs, all of these shootings, like, oh my gosh, really? like where you are you coming from? So that made me realize, you know, and I'd sit there and I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I'm not going to steal your backpack, you know, <laughs> like, you know, so that made me very uncomfortable. Um, and I realized, you know what, why did I want to move away to, 
you know, like I, w- I wanted to grow up, graduate, go somewhere else to college and be away from Salinas. You know, that's all I wanted to do. But then I stayed. And then again, going through school and going through all of these experiences, I realized that I don't want to leave. I love it here. Um, and I thought, if you leave, then there are all of these people that stay behind. So why don't we educate people and keep them in the community to make the place better? Because there is so much potential. Like there is so much potential and I've met again, I'm getting emotional because starting this journey with Sage, I have met such an abundance of amazing human beings who have been nothing but supportive and helpful. So I don't want to leave and I want to stay and make it better. So every single thing that has happened is continuing to lead me to the next place where I have to get myself to in life. So at the time when things are going and it feels really hard and impossible, you question and you doubt yourself and you want to take a step back and you don't know if you're doing the right thing for the right reasons or you have no idea what you're doing. You're just going with the feeling. And then once time goes by and you look back, you realize that everything does happen for a reason. And then at the end, all of the puzzle pieces are going to come together. So everything has changed, but everything has come together so nicely. Um, I think I think that's a good uh, little backstory, you know, like a good story to go with the fact that, you know, that's why we kind of do what we do here. You know, at this back road journey, we meet so many people that that, you know, have these small businesses in our communities and, you know, in our valley and in Salinas. And just how you said, you know, a lot of people, you know, get their experience and then they leave. They go to the big cities and there's so much potential to be given around here. And there's so many people like you that have this this journey and you know you're willing to stick around here and make the you know this a better place for for everyone and all we need is support you know and yeah. and how you're saying there is people out there that are going to support you know these businesses and and everything like that and it's, it just goes to show that i mean our community the valley you know monterey salinas you know south county if everyone comes together and shows support i mean this community could be a really great a really great place it is a really great place, you know, like I've never had a problem with it. It's amazing. And I'm just so excited that I get to meet all of this amazing people out there. One of the things that JR always talks about is that, um, you know, a lot of people have this concept of Selena's like, oh, um, I got to get out of here to be somebody. Yeah. You know, you, you, get, you know, I have to leave here so I could be somebody. And I've met individuals, friends of mine. They're like, I'll never go back to Selena's. Yeah. But yet they're struggling in different cities. Or they'll clown you for being from like yeah you're still the, there in Salinas yeah you're never gonna grow it's just you're in like, Salinas it's just, you're in the valley you're still in, you know yeah and, and it's just at the end of the day it's like dude you can make it anywhere you could be the best version of yourself anywhere it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to take you to leave to another city yeah. you know and I'm glad that you know you know you think like that and we all think like that you know like I said Junior always you always preach that you know and, and that's something that I agree with them you know. Yeah. I mean, if you want to leave and go, yeah, of course, of course, you know, everyone has a different journey, but I don't see staying here as there. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Like if you want to stay, it it takes a great mind to make a difference, you know, and if great minds stick around here, you're going to, you're going to make a big difference in the community, you know? And, and sometimes like you said, life takes you in different directions, but I mean, there's going to be those people that are great minds and, and these small business owners that are looking to expand and with support, I mean, it's gonna make yeah, it's gonna make this definitely a better place. And ever since starting this podcast, we have met so many people from this area that have started their own business, taking the leap of faith, or just starting or, or about to go somewhere. And hearing their story is almost almost everyone that I've heard, especially like you, it's like relatable. 
It's yeah. very related. It doesn't matter they're from King City, Salinas, Greenfield, Chular, you know, Castroville. It doesn't matter, but like everyone, we can all relate. Yeah. You know, as long as they have support from so many people, you have that little, even if it's just a little bit of people, a small group of people, you have the support, you feel like you're unstoppable. Like, yeah. I can do this. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, our friend with Rucks and Clothing, you know, he's doing well. You know, LC1's doing well. You know, just almost everyone that we've had is just doing well. Hoax Jerky, you know, that she just went for it, you know. Yeah. So everyone is doing well as long as they have that support. Yeah. That's what I love hearing. Yeah. And one thing that I remember that really resonated with me after reading um, something in one of my um, English classes in college was, I don't know where it got taken from, but it was like, it takes a village to raise a child. And I just really feel like I am the child that the village is raising. So why am I going to walk away when there are so many other children to help raise? So I need to stay here to be part of someone else's village. Yeah, And the good example that I give I used to be one of those guys that I need to get out of Salinas. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I'm done. And I joined the military and I saw the world, right? And like, I saw different parts of the world. But I came back home because this is home. And after yeah. what I've seen, I was like, I want to give back. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm doing with my current job. I won't say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you graduate in 2018. Right? Mm-hmm. How is that feeling walking the stage and knowing that you face adversity, raising your son, having the support of your mom, single mom, and your sister being there and whatever family was supporting your friends that were there. What was that feeling? I mean, can you describe something like that? It was an amazing feeling. Yeah. I mean, um, I got my son a little, um, a little cap and I think I wrote on it like my mom's little minor. <laughs> uh, it was just now an amazing feeling. <laughs> See, I graduated with two minors, haha. One of them being my child. It was amazing that my son got to experience that. He, so I graduated, and that fall he started kindergarten. So it's kind of mm. like the ending of my college career is the beginning of his career. So I thought that was really, really sweet. He got to experience that. So, And I've seen that at graduations where I've seen moms that are graduating from college and their little kid runs mm-hmm. to him. And I've seen, I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Cause it's showing the kid, like if mommy can do it, you can do it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it, even though they're young, they still have that like, Saw it. Yeah, he and he he really appreciates that. And we have a lot of books at home. So ever since he was a little kid, well, little he's still a kid, um, but now he's like bigger. So <laughs> uh, since he was really young, he'd grab like my anatomy books and my books, and he like point and he's like, okay, you know, like can we read this? Can we look at that? So I always thought it was really neat that he he took an interest and he appreciated it and he respected my stuff. So that was nice. What ambulance? Someone's here. No, it's just like the sound from outside because oh. the window's open. This guy's a paranoia for not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last time I, I put I put this little sound and I scared him. Like this. <laughs> he's scared of so that now one. like I, I don't know I think he's like I love it's it's like bro. PTSD of yeah. like knocking anyway. or something <laughs> anyways um, so you graduate right, and then do you, you're already working as a massage therapist yes when so, did you decide to jump to be a uh, instructor or a teacher okay I didn't decide that and I teaching was not something that I'd ever thought I'd end up doing so after I graduated I said all right, honey, you know, like you already did massage. That was your childhood thing. You know, you got it out of your system. Now it's time to get your real big girl job Monday through Friday, eight to five. 
you know, that's what you went to college for. That's what your mom worked so hard for to make sure you're sitting at a desk. So I was looking around and I was actually looking into public health education. That's what I wanted to do. And then I came across, oh, you need to be an RN to start doing public health education. And I thought, okay, I have to go back to school. Okay. I need, I need to be a nurse now. Um, but then the idea of physician's assistant kind of came to be about, and I thought I could totally do that. You know, I'm just missing a couple of classes and I can apply into the PA program. Um, there's one here at the CSUMB um, Nurse Linus campus. So I was working towards that, um, still applying at different jobs. And this job just kind of happened to be on Indeed as I was scrolling down and I thought, eh, let me just click submit resume. And I did. I got a call. I go in for an interview and I was super nervous. I leave and they said, we will call you. Um, we're going to give your information to the center director and, you know, just kind of expect to hear from us within a week or two with a decision or to come in for a follow-up interview. So I leave, uh, maybe like a couple hours later, I think it was, I get a call from the center director or the receptionist uh, or that the center director wanted to meet with me. So then I go in, I believe the next day or two days after and she interviews me. She's sitting there and she looks at me and she's like, Elenice, I would like to offer you the instructor position. And I look at her and I'm like, are you, are, are you sure about that? <laughs> and she just giggles and laughs and like looks at me and is like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, sure. I guess. I don't know. Like I was just super nervous that that was happening. I'm like, here I was 25. Like they're trusting me with the class. Like, oh my God. <laughs> um, are you sure you want to do this? So she did. So I began teaching that class. I was there for almost three years. Um, and that was a great experience. It's a nonprofit. I got to meet a lot of amazing, of course, my students were older. So everyone was 18 and older. So some of my younger students were just turning 18, high school graduates. Um, some of them were parents, single parents. So I got to meet a lot of people that were like me, you know, single parents just trying to provide for their children and do better in life. Uh, a lot of them were, again, first generation and college never seemed like something attainable. And I thought that was so heartbreaking because college is attainable for everybody. And it's just so sad that the process can be so intimidating to a lot of us that are doing this on our own. Funny, sad um, thing. I had a $20,000 scholarship that I found a couple months after I had graduated college because oh I had no idea what that meant or what that was. So I lost those $20,000 and all my mom had to do was sign the paper and I had to turn it back in. Mm. So that was just kind of like, oh, that could have paid for a lot of my schooling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, things like that, that we don't have that knowledge. We don't have that support because our parents don't know any better. You know, our parents just tell us, go to school, do good in school, get good grades, go to college. But Going to college, telling your kids to go to college is completely different than your kids figuring out, navigating, how do you apply? When do I submit that? How do I submit that? Who do I talk to? So that can, of course, be really intimidating. So I got yeah. to meet a lot of students that that was. Am I not hearing myself anymore? You're still on. You're still on. I was like, I was like, everything yeah, went silent. Went, yeah, everything went silent. Stop messing yeah. with the damn thing. Like, oh, there is ghost in here. <laughs> yeah. So I got to a lot of students are like, well, my parents said that we couldn't afford college or I just didn't know how to do it. Or I just don't think that I'd be good in co at college. It's like, mm, 
everybody and anybody can be good at college. You know? Yeah. Not no, only college, that, but, college get the crap out of me. Not only that, but in high school, I feel like some of the counselors never actually took the initiative to uh, teach or let the students know, hey, there's a lot of resources out there. Know you know, you, 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 you could have never, um, <laughs> I think, I think the only people that got that, that, that resource was the people that actually got accepted to college. But like, I remember for me, I was like, hey, I want to go to college. All right. You know, that was it. You know, I had to figure it out on my own, you know, and there's a lot of that going on that missing misinformation you know yeah yeah so and another thing was vocational schools you know we are being i never thought that vocational training center i didn't know what that was i had no idea that you could go to a school that was a training center and literally just take the classes for or take the program for what you wanted to be and start working immediately so going to massage school was another eye-opener it's like oh my gosh like i didn't have to go to college like i could have just come and done this if this is all i wanted to do but again, I had no idea that was that was a thing growing up or even in high school. That so was you not were an teaching, option. what were you teaching? I was teaching massage and physical therapy aid. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I agree with you on that one. There's not a lot of uh, like resources for people that are about to like leave. Like everyone has the mindset, you just got to go to college or you're trying to do something. Yeah. And if you don't go to college, then I don't yeah, know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it shouldn't be like that. And there's, there's so many options and so many different paths. And I remember when my sister was... Uh, getting ready to graduate high school, she was very bummed out because she did not want to go to college. She's like, I just don't think I want to. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I just feel like I'm not doing good enough. So again, talking to her and telling her there are so many different things, different options. You don't, you're not any less than just because you don't go straight to a four-year college. That is not for everyone, of course, but if that's what you want to do and you think it's not doable, trust me, it is. You can do it and you will get it done if that's what you want to do. Just ask for help. Don't be afraid. Especially with your experience, you already kind of have the knowledge, where to look for, who to ask, and the, yeah, and that's one thing. Quit. Yeah, and that's one thing that I always shared with my students. Um, if you need help, if this is the path you want to take or you want to enroll, ask me for help. Like I am a resource, and if I don't know, trust me, I will get you to someone that does know. I will help you get, you know, where you need to get because it's hard and it's intimidating, and I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I also want like teens, especially teens that are about to graduate high school. Like if they're not getting the resources at their current school or what they're trying to do, or the counselor just doesn't understand what they're trying to do. You know, they, I wish they would, someone would tell them, don't quit. Don't just give up. Like yeah, keep no. asking. It's okay to ask. Yeah. Friends might think you're stupid. You're dumb. Or like, don't even trip. Do you still, you still got time. Like, no, just keep looking. I wish someone yeah. would tell these kids, Keep looking, yeah, look for just resources, looking. just reach out for anyone, but they don't have that until it's a little too late sometimes, you know, but I wish someone or some kind of center or something would have it, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So you did three years of teaching, right? Almost three years. Three yeah. years. Walk and us through your journey of the business now. Okay. So Sage Studios. I was teaching and I was still doing massage. I was doing house calls for two families that I've been working with them for a while then the pandemic happened. And yes. So I was teaching. My curriculum had to be completely online. I did not enjoy teaching from home. It was extremely hard. So we were doing Zoom? We were doing Zoom. Yeah. So trying to teach massage via Zoom was another challenge. Sitting at that table desk for day and night, day after day, felt horrible. And I thought, this is not me. This is not forever. Like, I can't do this. And I missed doing massage so much during the pandemic. 
I just missed that human interaction. I love doing massage. It's like a hobby to me. Um, So once a pandemic was, you know, things started to open up a little bit more. I went back to teaching in person and there was just something I just wasn't 100%. And I told, you know, and I always tell every employer that I've had, I will resign when I am not giving you my 100%. I don't ever want to do something if I'm not 100% on it because it's not fair for me and it's not fair to the person or whatever, whatever it is that I'm doing. Like, it's just not fair. Like it's either you're in it or you're not. There's like no halfway putting um, that type of effort. So I was just not feeling it anymore. Um, And I really wanted to do massage. So then the idea of what if I do this on my own kind of came up um, last summer and it just all happened super quick. I remember for like two months I would wake up at like four in the morning, just drenched in sweat. My uh, my right eye started to like swell up and twitch because I was so anxious about it. Like so anxious, like, is this really what you want to do? Like you have a stable job. It's a good job. You enjoy working with the people that you do or that you're working. This is going to be a complete game changer. Like it's going to be different. And everyone keeps telling me starting a business is hard. You know, you, you have a kid, you need the stability. You can't just kind of go on in a fling and see if it works out or not. Like you can't, you can't risk that, you know? And I've always felt that after my son was born, like, I don't have time for error. I don't have time for mistake. I don't have time. Like I, if I do it, I have to, it has to work out. Um, so I did all of the paperwork and man, was there paperwork to do Trying to get the business license was not easy. It was not just walking in like, hey, I want to do massage. Um, where do I sign? You have to go to the police department. You have to do all of this background application. And I understand why that is done. And I am glad that that's what they're doing now because of all the you know, unfortunate human trafficking um, that goes on. So making sure that there's nothing of that going on associated with the business. So I did all of that, all the background fingerprint clearance, uh, met with the, um, Salinas city, um, chief of police. And I got clearance from him, went back to the city to get the permit. So I got the business permit and then figure it out. And I had no idea what to do. So how did you come up with the name? The name, so sage, just the meaning of sage in general, I've always liked it, gravitated towards it for some bizarre reason. Um, I have a really close friend that I met while I, while I was working at the very first chiropractic office, I was working at MPG doing massage and she's been kind of like a guardian angel that was sent. Um, she's older, so she could be my mom and I love that. Uh, she's always there for me, no matter what, if I need anything, I can literally call her in the middle of the night and tell her like, I need help or vent to her or cry. Um, she had a dog named Sage and it meant the world to her. Her dog passed away. But when I heard that name, you know, way back when I met her many years ago, it just kind of stuck with me. So I remember Googling the word Sage and the meaning of it, what it stands for. And then again, the plan and the properties it has, and it just stuck with me. It just stuck with me. So when I was thinking of a business name, the word Sage just popped in my mind. But regular S-A-G-E was taken. So I had to get creative because I really wanted to Sage to be the name. So then I thought, why don't I start it with a Z? Because Sage is an extension of me and it's so personal to me. My name ends with a Z. So right where the niece ends, Sage begins. Mm, yeah. Nice. I like, I like it. That. Creative. It's kind, it's kind of like where it came from. Okay. 
Okay. So you get to do your background. Oh, that's interesting that you have to go meet with the police chief, right? Yeah. Yes. Was that a little intimidating or? That was nerve. I was nervous. I was like, wow. like, what are you asking? He's like, what are you doing? Why do you want to do this? Really? Um, and we can get, or I can get, um, they'll send undercover cops at any given time if they wanted to, just to make sure that there's nothing sketchy going on in there. And I'm really glad that they're doing that. Just, you know, we continue to hear things in the news. So keeping the community safe, I think that's really important. Was it um, the new chief, Chief Felice? No. Or was it the Fresse? I don't remember. Was it a female chief? No, it was a boy. Was it gray hair? A man. It's Felice. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, it's Felice. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of interview you pretty much? Yeah, I just talk about, go over all the, there was a ton of paperwork. So we got all the paperwork together, just asking um, pretty much all of my school certificates, making sure I have my, my license, um, any other educational background I have, um, of course, fingerprints, background scans, and then they give you a little a little card that says uh, massage therapy technicians, uh, Salinas, police department, city permit or something like that. And you have wow. to have that with you at all times while you're doing massage. Yeah. Interesting. Great, so, great. Yeah, so once you got your permit, and you got everything approved, which I know is a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was your next step? What was the next thing you had to do? Um, getting everything ready and set up and figuring out how do you run a business and how do you tell people you're here and how do you get those customers? And what about location too? Yeah, that's gonna So happen. the location I had actually already found, huh? Again, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, the location I found prior to that, so I'm super excited to be working with this person. So I'm renting a room from Serenity Nelson Spa. And the woman there is amazing. She's been such a great mentor and such a great help, um, constantly encouraging me from day one. You're going to do it. You're going to be just fine. Just have trust. You are going to be fine. And she's constantly reminding me that um, if she notices that I'm like slacking off, me say, hey, you know, like you could do this or you could do that or try this. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. So I already had the location. Now it was just getting all the paperwork together. So then after I got the paperwork, then it was setting up the room and figuring out the, the logo and then realizing that I have to go get a fictitious business name. So I'm learning all of these things and I'm freaking out all along. These, this is the time where I'm waking up, sweating at four in the morning, are you, are you insane? Like, is this really what you want to do? And I was having a lot of second, you know, second doubts and questioning myself, questioning every single day, am I doing the right thing? And I had a lot of anxiety and I was super, super afraid. And I still am, you know, I'd be lying if I said it's gone away, it's gotten better. Um, but it's taken a lot of people telling me you're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And a lot of people lending a helping hand when I've needed that, um, but it's still something that I'm very new at and I'm continuing to grow and I'm, I'm really excited for where Sage will be because my vision for Sage is to give back to the community. Nice. So I'm just really excited. It's still a scary process and it's still a lot going on. So I know you said you already had a place. Was it that the person offered it to you or you asked her? No. So I heard from a friend that the place was, available for rent and I went to look at it and I thought oh my gosh this is perfect this is an old town this is a dream like of course I want to have a business in old town um, especially now that old tents looking nicer and there's a lot more movement going on 
Um, so that's kind of how it came to be. But prior to that, I had no idea who this person was and where she was renting it or what she was doing. So every, I walked into everything new. What was your feeling when she said, yes, I'll rent you the spot? Are you, are you sure you want to do this? You know, again, with that, are you sure you want to trust me? Like the fact that someone's giving me that trust and taking that huge leap of faith into what I could potentially do. And of course I had no actual, not clientele. So where was I going to pay this from? How was it going to work out? So, I mean, she had to have a lot of trust. So I'm like really thankful for that opportunity. Shout out to her. What was her name again? Norma. Norma from Serenity Nelson Spa. Serenity Nelson Spa. Shout out to her. Yeah. So when you when you got all your materials, which I'm guessing you had to have one of those like massage beds, right? Yes. So I I've had that massage table um, for a long time, um, so that was not a problem. So I then I had to order like the oils, the lotions, the creams, and decide what products I wanted to work with. And I thought I'm not just going to go online and order whatever I find or whatever is cheaper because. Again, sage is so personal to me and everything that goes into it is really, I really think about it and I really invest in it. So I ordered a ton of samples of different brands, different products until I found something that I personally liked. And I said, I would, I would feel comfortable and save putting this on my skin and putting it on my child's skin. Therefore, like I am comfortable putting this on someone else's skin. Um, so not just kind of going off whatever I find that's cheaper. So that was also a little bit stressful because there's, I had to learn how to do wholesale and where to find a lot of these vendors. And a lot of people will not share or give information. So you really have to call and continue to push and really, really ask for help. And yeah. So the day, what day, what was the date that you launched? Oh my God. I don't think there's like a specific date because again, everything was just like an ongoing, it was September, I believe. September? Sometime September beginning of September. Year. Yeah, September. But again, I was still very shy, very timid, and I did not, I had no idea where to get started. Um, so then I decided, okay, I need to I need to create an Instagram account, um, and I need to start posting. What do I post? Do people <laughs> want to see this? I don't have any followers. Oh, my God. Um, so little by little, um, people started to, I started to hand out business cards and really push myself out of my comfort zone and, okay, leave a business card here or like tell someone or do this or do that. Um, and then another thing was my availability because I was still teaching full time. So I talked to my boss and I told her I have to cut down part time. Oh, but actually last year in August, I, or was it last? Yeah. I started working at a spa in PG. So I've always had two jobs at the very least. Um, so I was teaching and then Monday through Friday and then Saturdays and Sundays I was working at the spa. So I, when was I going to work at Sage? Mm -hmm. I had no time. So I had to cut down my teaching job to part-time so that I could have some weekday availability. After I did that, again, it was hard to schedule people because my availability was so limited. And I thought, okay, I have to cut down more and more. And it came down to... I need to leave this job, but I'm afraid. I'm really, really afraid and I'm really intimidated and I don't know if this is, um, if I'm doing the right thing. So again, the doubting myself, the second guessing and letting the little voices and letting all of the negative things that I've heard get to me and hold me back and you know let the fear take over. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, oh my gosh, farmer's market. That would be such a great way to put myself out there, meet people and tell them, hey, 
you see me here, but my shop is literally like just a couple doors down from, you know, where my booth is at at the farmer's market. And I said, I'm going to get myself there. And I started to ask around. Um, I went online. I was looking, who do I contact to get myself into the farmer's market? And that took about two months, I think, to really get to the person that I needed to talk to. And I was literally going to the farmer's market every single Saturday before I'd go into my shift at the spa that I was working on just to try and find the right person until I finally did. I gave my information and they said they'd uh, call me back. A few weeks went by and I thought, they're not going to call me. They're not going to take me. Uh, And I started to get a little discouraged. But again, kept showing up at the farmer's market. I was like, they are going to see me and I am going to get a booth at the farmer's market. And I was told there was a wait list and I was, I believe, number 118 on that wait list. So there's a lot of vendors that want to be part of the farmer's market. Um, So I got a call a few weeks later and I got asked if I wanted to go in. They had a last minute opening. I had no canopy. I had no material. I had no idea what I was going to take. So... I said, sure, I'll take it. I hung up the phone and I'm like, where do I find a canopy? Um, So it was all kind of a last minute thing. So for the very first, so he checked in with me a couple days later, making sure that I was going to make it that Saturday. And he asked, hey, do you have a canopy? And I said, no, I don't. He's like, it's okay, we'll we'll lend you one. So the first first and second farmer's market, I think they lent me their canopy. And then after that, I had a friend lend me a canopy until I finally got my own. So now I have my own canopy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's how I got myself into the farmer's market. And after the farmer's market and handing out business cards and talking to people, and I've bumped into a lot of people that I went to high school with or that I've known or I've worked on before in other clinics, other offices, um, where it's just kind of starting to spread around, which is great. And I'm so grateful for all of the referrals that I'm getting. Um I finally decided in April, okay, I can quit my my job and I can commit to this. And I'm still not sure if this is the best idea, but I need to do this. Like it just, I just need to do it. Um, and ultimately I want to be a mom. Awesome. I want to be a mom. So I need to have a lot more time with my child and Sage is allowing me to do that. Nice. Um, my child, I mean, my child was born while I was in college, my unit course load was never less than 16 units. I've never had, I've always had at least two jobs, if not three. Um, so my child gets to see very little of me because I'm always working. I'm always in school. I'm always doing something to do better for him. And he's getting older. Um, I want to stop missing that. Of course. So I decided, you know, it's time. So I put in my two weeks notice and as of May, May was officially my very first month being at Sage full time. This May? This May. This May. Wow. So this was my very first month and it's been great. And my son was so excited when I told him that I was quitting my teaching job. He looked at me and he's like, are you serious, mom? Like, really? So you can you can pick me up from school every single day and you're going to be like a real mom. That broke my heart when he looked at me and he said, you're going to be like a real mom. And I'm like, I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, it's because all of my other classmates, their moms dropped them off in school and picked them up. But but my mom doesn't because, you know, my mom has to go to work. But that's OK, mom. 
But the fact that that was such a big deal for him broke my heart. I'm like, yes, like I am going to be here now. And you're going to start the new school year with you at his side. Yeah. And I'm super, super thrilled to be that. So I love doing, I love doing what I'm doing. And I love that my son's gotten to see how hard I have to work for it. And he's had to make that sacrifice of not being with, you know, his mom. I've missed a lot of, a lot of events, a lot of things. And that's where my mom and my sister step in to make sure that he's having fun on the weekends while I'm working or in the afternoons and the evenings. So now I get to spend a little bit more time with that. And I wake up and I get to do something that I love. And I'm super excited to be sharing that with the community. Well, it's no longer a job now. It's your career. This is my dream. This is not a career. This is my dream. Yeah. it's kind of how I feel. Yeah, this is my hobby, and I get to do it every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you got the smile going on, so it really yeah. shows that this yeah. is it. This is it. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's been like a dream. Let me ask you this: um, What do you remember your very first client under Sage? Uh, and what was your feeling? Yes, um, I was. I mean, again, I don't know how to describe it. Just the fact that somebody knew where I was and somebody booked an appointment with me. It's like, oh my God, like this is actually happening. Like I can do this, you know? And Were you nervous? I still get nervous. Yeah. Every time I meet someone new, every time I'm at the farmer's market and someone books an appointment, I get those butterflies like, oh my gosh, somebody wants to come and see me. Like nice. somebody, or every time I get a referral, it's like, oh, my friend or so-and-so gave me your business card and they had a great experience. I'm like, oh, somebody. <laughs> so I still get like a little girl super excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and what is, uh, so right now you're with, you're in Serenity. Mm-hmm. Do you eventually plan on opening your own studio, like your own building? Or you, or you just stayed out there for a while? Um, I mean, of course, the dream has always been to have my own spa going back to my childhood dream. Um, so I would love to work towards that, having that place where I can give back. And now that I, you know, and now... As a little girl, I wanted to focus just on moms, but now that I'm older and gone through everything I've gone through, I want to create a safe place for everybody and anybody to come in because I do get a lot of men that, oh no, like I don't want to go like, or I don't know, like it's just, it's just a woman's thing. But reality is we all have a body. We all have issues in our tissues. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, so we all need that, you know, that body work and that healthy, safe human touch, human connection. Um, so I want to create a safe place for everybody to come in and relax. And whether it's looking for the spa experience where you're getting pampered, you're getting the nice aromas, just the full on spa experience. Or if you are dealing with like chronic pain, like I get a lot of people with sciatic nerve pain. Um, or a lot of stress, shoulder tension, neck headaches, migraines, because we're doing a lot of computer work nowadays, you know, either or whatever type of work or whatever it is that you're looking for when it comes to massage, like I want to be able to provide that, whether you want to fall asleep or you want to talk through your session. Um, Have you ever had somebody just snore away? A lot. You're like super loud. You're like, dude. (laughs) A lot. Hey, no judgment here because the way I think about it, again, a lot of, the people that I'm working with are hardworking individuals that maybe have a full house or maybe they don't get this quiet time. So the fact that someone is coming in and trusting me enough Mm -hmm. to fall asleep there, 
I mean, that, that takes a lot. You don't just go and fall asleep anywhere. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think it makes sense. You know, a lot of people that go to, like, massage therapy, either they're, you know, people that work out pretty frequently that always have their bodies, like, working, 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 or people that are in high-stress situations. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know you just go and try to find an escape to those kind of yeah. yeah. situations sometimes. Yeah, because I remember last time I did a spa. They, they were doing yeah, a facial. They were doing a facial. You were like, asking them. I was like... <laughs> It was, that- was so comfortable. But yeah, you know, that's what I asked. Yeah, <laughs> no, I hate a lot of people come and just fall asleep, and I just know that, you know, they're going to come and they fall asleep. And it's kind of like, I okay, mean, yeah, great. you're doing a good job. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. Yeah. So yeah, go the ahead louder, and fall the asleep. louder you snore, <laughs> the better. Okay. The better the massage. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, especially with a lot of people here in this area. It's a big, it's a big city mm-hmm. there's a lot of sports people people that work out you know lots of jobs like he said what is a sports massage what is a sports massage so my sports massage is definitely focusing more on of course i like to get to know everybody and ask what are you doing every day you know i don't just ask just because i'm a chismosa i ask because the more i know of what you're doing on a daily basis gives me an idea of what muscle groups you're using the most or what muscle groups you're putting the more strain on so if I'm having someone that per se it's a runner or a cyclist, then they're probably using a lot of their legs and the low back tension. Um, if they're cycling, I'll find a lot of tension in the neck and shoulders. So my spritz massage, I like to focus more on those specific muscle groups and incorporate a lot of stretching. And it's a little bit more fast pace versus my relaxation Swedish where that's more of your spa. You're just coming here to get pampered and relax and go to sleep overall type of thing. Okay, and what what kind of services does your studio offer? Like, so right now I am sticking to the basics. So relaxation Swedish, uh, deep tissue therapeutic, and a lot of people think deep tissue should be excruciating, painful, and you should be crying. Right? It is. It is. It, you almost <laughs> made me cry. Uh, the, you almost made me cry. Uh, 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 <laughs> you're just an emotional person. Yeah. You're just an emotional person. You know, we were having a deep touching conversation. That's why you were crying. Yeah. Um, so deep tissue really focuses on working and doing certain techniques that allow the body to loosen up and allow me to get into those deeper layers of the muscle. So deep tissue will be more focused on, again, the specific areas that you're holding all of the tension or chronically dealing with pain, um, stress, whatever it is that's going on. And then I have the sports massage and then I have prenatal because I wish I had gotten massaged when I was pregnant. Um, so I love to pamper all of the mommies to be. Um, and then I have 30 minute sessions because sometimes I have people that rush in during their lunch hour. So it's nice to just kind of come in and relax for those 30 minutes and then head back to the office. So if you work near Old Town, you can definitely come in during your lunch hour for 30 minutes. And then I have um, massage enhancements. So those are just kind of little upgrades that you can add to your session, um, like the hair and scalp serum, where it'll be warm um, oil massaged into your hair and your scalp with a little bit of peppermint and rosemary. I'll have like foot scrubs, uh, foot masks, hand masks, um, dry brushing to exfoliate the skin. Um, and I'm blinking out, cupping. We're doing a little bit of cupping as well. Um, so yeah, a little bit of everything. And sessions can be either an hour, 90 minutes, um, and of course the 30-minute session. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. I've only gotten what, like two, I've only gotten like massages like twice. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, no, like three times. Yeah, three times. I got like a sports massage with- uh, With her? 
No, no, no. Oh. With like other people. And then oh. I got a deep tissue and then like a Swedish massage. But I thought it was going to be a deep tissue. But then it was like like more like <laughs> relax. Relax. And I was like, man, I was trying to get like, you know, they're trying to get in there. You know, <laughs> I was trying to get the deep tissue, but those deep tissues are pretty gnarly. Yeah. I just, I just but want- I, I, I love like the deep tissue one because it's like you're always working out or you're at the gym or whatever, you know? So like those really hit the spot. And then you like relax and you can sleep at night all. I just need like someone to. I just need someone to like work on my lower back because you know the navy messed me up going up and down them steps. You know, so. just do that. What's that WWE move where you just put the knees and you just fall back? <laughs> oh, the code breaker. <laughs> I would just do that to you right now. No, the, I think the only. I think there was a when I went on a cruise, we booked one of those massage things, and I said, "Yeah, I want focus on my lower back." I passed out, and I was apparently <laughs> snoring. And then they and then they woke me up, and I'm like, "Was I snoring?" They're like. <laughs> I was like, and they're like, you needed it. I'm like, you needed oh. it. You were complimenting the therapist. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm just like walking away all like shyly. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. And so, so you have you just label what you do. How long do your sessions last? An hour, ninety minutes, or like the thirty minute short session. Is that what you tell clients? Like, I have a thirty, I have a ninety, or or it's actually based on what they ask for. So I like to get to know them and ask. What is it that we're working on? If it's someone like, I don't know the difference between massage styles. Okay. Well, you know, is there any injury, surgeries, accidents that I should be aware of? Um, what is going on? Why are you seeking therapy? Um, what do you, what would you like me to focus on? Um, and sometimes like, Oh, I'm just really stressed out and I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm like, okay, then I think maybe we could do more like a Swedish relaxation just to kind of allow your body as a whole to relax. Um, and then from there I recommend, I think we could go with like an hour um, or maybe 90 minutes. Um, it's great that I'm at the farmer's market because I kind of get to work on you for like those five or 10 minutes and get a feel for your body and what's going on. And then from there, I get to better, you know, have a better idea as to should I work on this person for an hour or would they benefit from like a 90 minute? And I don't want to just sell and book people because I need to make, you know, my certain daily goal or whatnot. I really want to give people what they need and not oversell. Gotcha. Like I'll give you an example. Um, client comes in, says, "Hey, I'm, my uh, tricep area is hurting because I I bench a lot, and now that my arms are starting to hurt, my chest is starting to hurt. What would you recommend?" I'd like to do a one hour deep tissue and just focus upper body. And if we get time to work on the legs a little bit, then yeah, of course, do a little bit of leg work. But primarily focus would be like upper body, neck, shoulders, everything on the back a little bit of low back because everything's connected. When you wake up, you know, your entire body leaves the house. It's not just, you know, your shoulder left the house and your, the rest of you stayed there. So that's another thing. Like we are, our entire body is connected from head to toe. So sometimes I'll have people that come in and their ankle hurts, but then I'll find a lot of tension in like their right hip or like the left shoulder. So again, everything is connected. So making sure that we're working everything out. So is it true what they say, when people are rubbing someone's back, they go, oh, you have a knot here. Is that true? Or is that a myth? Where I can feel a knot right here. Now I'm going to like, bolita, I'm going to massage it out so it goes away. Like, like I always feel you like. You just feel like they're just like pushing yeah, in yeah, pressure. Yeah, you're, like, you're like, hey, hey. Yeah, just like, making it worse. <laughs> like, can you explain a little bit? That's like a myth. Like, what is that? So, again, I grew up going to Salvadoras. And yeah. I believe que los nervios se te hacen nudos, se te hacen bola. But then there's also after working, after working with so many different bodies, everyone's body is different. And some people have bumps and lumps. So whenever I do, 
whenever I'm working on someone and I do see like a bump or a lump and it just doesn't seem like something that should be there, I like to bring it up to their attention. It's like, hey, by the way, there's this on your back. But what you're talking about, um, the knots, when I'm, or at least what I'm feeling for when I'm working on someone is what the muscle tissue should feel like when it's healthy. So, and again, I have, this is one, and I know when people ask me, I always like to say like, this is what I have such a hard time explaining because I can massage with my eyes closed and just really let my hands do the work and feel and get that sense of know where you're going. Um, So you're looking or feeling for the muscle and if it feels as if it's a rubber band that's being pulled completely, then you know that a muscle's super tight or like just been working at its limit. Um, You can feel it on the neck muscles from people looking um, down at their desk a lot. It'll start to feel different. Um, The low back as well, so it'll feel a little bit more stringy. Um, It just starts to feel more like very firm instead of having that soft, bouncy texture. And yes, I know we get a lot of the clients that work out a lot. So of course, in general, their body tone is going to be different and feel different. So everyone's body feels different. So once you start working on them, you start to get an idea of what their healthy tissue should feel like compared to the areas that are holding all of that tension and all of that stress. Yeah. No, it's like really hard. I got a, like a deep tissue massage. I was, um, like I got like mainly my upper back and shoulders. And then it, like, I remember she started focusing like, like on my upper like traps. And then I like, she stayed there and she kept going and going. And I was like, ah, oh, like, <laughs> you know, and she was like this spot, like right here, it feels like you could tell it, like you have a lot of tension built up like on this part. And when she would do this side, like it didn't hurt as bad, but yeah. then this side, like right away, I'll be like, ah, oh. yeah. And that like, she focused on that spot. And then I'm like, well, shit. Obviously, t- if it hurts, it, you know, or if you feel like different, you're doing something right, you know, or something's being worked there yeah. a lot more. So the knots is just a myth then? Mm, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It's because not gonna, you can feel like it's the, not going to actually make a knot. Yeah, yeah well, it's that's not. What you're asking, bro. <laughs> no, no, I, no. <laughs> it's not going to actually twist it. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to make a little moñito, a little knot. <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought every time they say, "Oh, you got a knot right here," I'm like, "Oh shoot, get it out, push it out, carve it out." Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. So there um, it is, guys. It's just the myth. All right, I, I have a, I have a, another question for you, but it's. Um, I don't want to. I don't, I don't know how to say it without insulting. It's not insulting. Um, what do you say to those people that say massages are a waste of time? They're just people that are trying to make a quick buck. It's like it's it's a scam. You know, people that don't believe in massage places. What do you say to those people? It's not for everybody, and if you can't appreciate it, then I don't know what to tell you. Like you know, like you've obviously never had like a great experience, or you know, if you're not a believer, you're just not a believer. But massage has definitely definitely helped me personally i suffer from migraines and i get worked on regularly of course because i'm constantly using my body doing massage i get a lot of tension build up um you know what i would like for everyone to experience massage for themselves instead of going based on what they hear i think there's that thing that massage is just a luxury when I don't think that massage should be a luxury. So when looking at my prices, I like to keep my prices reasonable. Why? Because of the community that I live in and I grew up in and I'm thinking of my mother and I'm thinking of all the other moms and working parents that really need massage. And if we keep having massage be this luxury, then it's not going to be affordable and they are the people that are hurting the most and that need it the most. Um, So again, you know, 
respecting everyone's opinions. If someone's not a believer, great. If you've never had a professional massage, then definitely find a therapist that you trust. Find someone that you're comfortable with. Um, go and get that experience. Know that every therapist does have her own technique, her own, you know, her own vibe to it, you know? So find someone that you really trust and that you're really comfortable with. Um, but again, I mean, I'm not going to fight and try and make someone a believer if they're not like, you know, you right. just can't, you just can't. Yep. So if you, that's your thought, well, you know, all right, you know, I'll respect that. Um, but you don't have to run it for everyone else. And massage should just be part of our health plan and our health goal and it should be considered you know massage is self-care is health care you know mm-hmm. so take care of yourself sometimes it's just that human connection that human touch that we need um a lot of us tend to be isolated depressed you know go through your days working little do you have that human physical touch with someone else now with covid we're not even doing handshakes or hugs you know we're staying away so you don't get you know we're kind of like disconnected so yeah. the fact that people are coming back into massage is amazing and you know finally getting you know that human connection touch that they need in a healthy safe way i think that's great so if you haven't gotten massage definitely give it a try um another thing that i hear a lot is people will say whether it's men or women oh i'm just too shy oh i don't want anyone to see me like oh i don't know like i'm you know all of these roles or i have a mole or i have acne or i have something going on I am not here to judge your body. I have a body too. And we all have things that we are not very proud of or that we're very shy or embarrassed about. But I'm not here to judge your body. I am here to help you and be another tool that you utilize in your health and well-being journey. Um, so don't let your the way that you feel about your physical appearance hold you back from something that could be so beneficial. You know, we're not here to judge. We're not here to, you know, look and say oh my gosh look she has a mole in her back that's definitely or not he's what hairy, we're here for he's hairy. hairy like no it's not a it's not a big deal <laughs> i get women in the first thing oh my gosh i'm so sorry i didn't shave and i look at them it's like men don't shave and they don't apologize like don't apologize it's hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh, don't you're fine hey, but it's somebody that has a big old pimp you just want to pop it i do love popping <laughs> pimples but this i stay guy. away <laughs> you're gross man you're just massaging you see a pimple you're like who invited this guy <laughs> out of who all the important questions have you seen a pimple want to pop it like, <laughs> but i mean yes who invited me <laughs> like, but clearly clearly he invited yeah. me yeah. but no i don't i don't do that but if they do have back acne that they're um self-conscious about or whatnot i'm sure they can find an amazing esthetician <laughs> to take care of that I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> is it like a special doctor or something? That is, uh, so there's a lot of estheticians working around, so they take care of your skin. So go get a facial, go get your skin taken care of. They do an amazing job. I wish I had that in high school. Yeah, My face was... Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the truth. I think like a lot of the times, like once you start working a lot or you get in these high stress situations or you start working out, then you add, I feel like you start, you know, seeing like, Okay, I need to start getting massages, or I like want to try to take care of myself a little yeah. bit more. You, like, you know, so yeah. like some people that be like, "Oh, like massages a myth." I mean, my response to that is get out there and do something like work, or you know, go work out, go your to the gym, to, and you're gonna see why massages are are important and what they do for your body because they do make a huge difference. Yeah, one thing I was telling her was that uh, I'll do an adjust adjustment once a month, get adjusted. Yeah, yeah. And then now I'm going to get a massage once a month. So it does the body good, dude. You yeah. feel like a champ. 
Oh, like, you're benching like freaking 600 pounds over here. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, every, every, yeah, yeah. That's why I asked you when you're going to work out chest because I, I, I want to do a new max. Gym every, every day over here. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my, yeah, my current employer has, has told people go see a chiropractor or get a massage at least once a month. Yeah. Because yeah. you will need it. Yeah. You know what, what I tried one time too? And I don't know if you guys have looked into it, but that, that chiro, the, was it cryotherapy? Yeah. With like cold, the, the yeah. cold chambers. I remember when I did that, I did that along with like an oxygen like deal with the, and like I, in my head I'm like ah what like I'm just gonna try it out you know I had the best night's sleep that I've like ever had just yeah. doing that like the ice chamber deal with like the oxygen relaxation deal and I had the best night's sleep like it was it was crazy and then when I got like deep tissue massage then it was like the same thing and I'm like what the heck like it just makes a huge difference it it really does when I got my massage I told my wife I'm sleeping in the room she's like why <laughs> I want to sleep I can't descansar Sure enough, I slept like a baby. But then I woke up. I was like, oh, okay. Felt oh, yeah. It. I was sore for two I days after my too. deep tissue massage, too. But I was like, ah. Oh. But then, it feels then good. Monday, dude, I was just going 100 miles per hour the whole, uh, you know, I was just on it, you know. It gives you that energy. It gotta, revives you. It revives you. I got to ask you because you definitely know, you know, the whole massage therapy. You know it really well. What do you think of those, the water massage pressure things that are on the Monterey, bro? Yeah, but I'm not gonna say their name. <laughs> what do you think of those? Cause I tried it. I'm like, I got, I'm gonna try this. Bro, I'll do it for free, bro. I'll do it with the host. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried it, and I got I, a pressure and washer at home. I did like, <laughs> I tried it, and I, I'm like, I don't feel shit. But what do you think about those? I thought it was a fun experience and just interesting. Um, it hurt. In certain areas, I did it one time and it was like 30 minutes, and I was sitting, I was laying there, and I was like, okay, can this be done? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done. Um, I mean, if that's as good as it gets for massage, try it, but it's not going to really focus so much on the areas that you really need. Yeah, I felt like the water was going to end up going through. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, would you like some oxygen? No. Get me out of this thing. <laughs> I felt like they were, I was, You're in a little capsule. Huh? Yeah, it was a little yeah, capsule with like headphones and stuff. And you're just like... So, yeah, so if it? you are wanting to try a massage for the first time or you've never had a massage before... um, don't go do those water things and think that's what massage is because it's completely, completely different. <laughs> no, was, for me, I felt like my wife was like, "How did it, so? What was it?" I'm like, it was a waste of money. I'm sorry. <laughs> she goes, "I told you." It's like, did you guys ever go to the, like, well, in King City when they used to do the fair, they had those foot massage that yeah. just vibrate like really, really hard, <laughs> and you'd just be sitting there and be like. Bzzz. And then, like, you would get off and your feet would just be hella tingly. <laughs> oh, I did the, I did the, I sat at the Motel 6, King City, when the beds used to massage you. You put the quarter in it. They used to have them in King City. You just what like, the- <laughs> <laughs> even the mall, the mall chairs, the mall chairs, you Jeez, put a dollar in there, for 10 minutes, you'll just, just save your money. <laughs> save it up for a good massage. Yeah. All right. Save your money, God damn it. All right. So, let me, so I'm going to tell you this. Um, you have any tips or advice for anyone that's trying to open a business, single moms? I'm gonna leave you the mic for you to lay it all out. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Literally, just do it. Ask for help. Um, when I go to the grocery store and I'm trying to get the stuff that's very high in the shelves and I can't reach it, I have two options, right? I can walk away and stay hungry. Or I can look around and find someone to help me get what I need so that I don't stay hungry. So in life, you have to go and ask. And it might take a while because you might have to walk around the grocery store finding someone to help you. 
you might ask a few people and they might look at you weird. Um, they might say no, or they might completely ignore you. And of course you're going to be embarrassed, but just keep asking because there will be someone in that grocery store that will help you get what you need so that you can, you know, move on and not stay hungry. So same thing in life. If you want to do something, ask for help. And so many people will say no, but you can't give up just because so many people said no, because so many more people will say yes. And you have to just consistently keep trying and stay committed and have a vision and have a goal and know that even when everything seems like it's not going to get there, it will. And it's not going to be easy. You know, it's not going to be easy. Um, if it is great, you know, I'm great. I'm happy for you. But a lot of the times, a lot of the people that I have met, a lot of the single moms that I have met, a lot of just parents that I've met, um, just recently that started a business or have a business, um, they share their stories and they had to ask for help. And a lot of people said no to them. So I'm grateful for the ones that I've asked for help or I haven't even asked and they're already willing and wanting to help me out because they remember where they came from and they remember the struggle and how hard it is. And it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of self-will and motivation and a lot of resilience to completely get knocked down and told you can't. You're a single mom. You need a, um, I went to ask for food stamps one time uh, when I was a college student and the, they took me to the back room and a guy was interviewing me and he looked at me and he said, why are you asking for food stamps? Can't you work? You have two arms, you have two legs, you know? And I told him I'm a full-time college student. Like I'm trying the best that I can. Like I'm working, I'm living on my own. Like it's getting really hard. And he said, you need to get your head out of the clouds and put your feet on the ground. You know, you need to start working to provide for yourself and your child. And I'm like, I walked out of there heartbroken because I got told no and I needed this. Like I needed this to feed my son. So, so many people said no, but so many more people said yes. And if I had listened to anyone that told me that I wasn't going to or that didn't believe in me, I would not be here today. So I think that if you have a goal, whatever it is that you want to do, no matter how impossible and hard it it seems or unattainable, it is attainable and it is doable as long as your heart is in it. I think that that's the main thing. As long as your heart is in it, you can literally do anything and get yourself anywhere. So nice. don't let anything hold back. Perfectly amazing. said. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Amazing, 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 amazing. Um, where can people find you? So they can always um, follow the Instagram and that Instagram would be sage underscore studio. So that is Z-A-G-E underscore studio. Uh, they can always call me um, or send me a text. If you are calling and you get sent to voicemail, leave a detailed voicemail because I'm probably in a massage. So I will get back to you as soon as I can. And that phone number would be 831-240-4701. And the address is... 364 in Main Street in Salinas, um, in Old Town, right inside Serenity Nelson Spa. I don't do walk-ins, so please make sure that you call ahead to schedule an appointment. And I am available on weekends as long as I'm not working the farmer's markets. So, Do you have nice. business cards? I do have business cards. So if you would like business cards oh, to yes. help promote me, keep them, take them, hand them out. Um, still growing Sage. And again, I'm super excited for Sage and just expanding and growing and sharing. We are too. We can't wait to see where it's going to go and have you back in a year or two, see, you know, where Sage is at. 
And we're definitely, definitely excited. We'll love to get several business cards. I know several people that will need <laughs> several. <laughs> several massages. Several. <laughs> My wife included. She's like, You're like, here, you need one. <laughs> uh, well, they have QR codes too, right? Uh, Is that a I- QR code? Yeah, but I I did some I did something wrong. I had both my cell QR code and my Instagram QR code on the computer, and when I printed these cards, I didn't realize I put the cell QR code and not the Instagram QR code. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you would like to book an appointment for your wife and pay ahead, now you have my cell account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to put her in. She's, she's having trouble sleeping. I'm like, I think I have found your solution. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, do you have like, is there, do you have hours or no hours or just by whatever you're available? So right now it's just kind of like, uh, my earliest appointment would be 9am. My latest appointment will be 6pm, but I'm not doing 6pm appointments every day just because I do have a child that is waiting for me at home. But if you do need uh, time accommodations, let me know. I am, I, again, I'm trying to be as flexible and as accommodating as I can be because I know where people are coming from. I know that there's kids. I know that daycare is hard. I get it. I really, really get it. So send me a message. Let me know. And I will try my best to get you in. And they can also find you at the Salinas Farmer's Market, Salinas Farmer's Market. So I am there twice a month, um, every, so every other Saturday. So if you see me, come by, say hi, and book an appointment. Five, ten minutes. Yeah, five or ten minutes. You won't regret it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your back road journey to Sage. So uh, we appreciate you taking time. I know you're, you got your business going on, but we really do appreciate that you answered his call to come and share your story. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It was amazing. I know for, uh, I know a hundred percent that this story is going to touch a lot of women out there, a lot of individuals out there that they might be going through something that you went through and for them to know that they're not alone. You know, and and I know this is this month is mental health month, and 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 aside from you facing adversity, you and in, as individual listen to this podcast. Hey, feel free to reach out. You know, if they could reach out to you, yeah, of course, use you as a vessel. Like, hey, how did you do it? Yeah, you know, of how, how 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 hard was it for you? You know, did, you know, you know, can they reach out to you? And- Absolutely, I love talking to other people. I love hearing everyone's journey, everyone's stories. If I can be of any help to anyone, please, please, please don't be shy. Send me a message, um, send me a text, whatever it is. I am here to help. Um, I, again, I'm an open book. If you have a question, uh, if you need help, if you feel a little lost, um, send me a message. I will do my best. And if I don't know the answer, I will, again, try my best to get you in the right direction. Definitely, definitely. Amazing story. Um, thank you. Thank you for Thank you so much for trusting here. me at the farmer's market. Thank you for having me here. I really appreciate that. And I wanted to say thank you to Juan Avila yeah. because he took my professional headshot picture and that's what I will be using on my I Sage you, Instagram right. account. <laughs> yes. It was such an amazing experience. I am yeah. super anxious, super camera shy. I walked in. He was, I mean, just can't even explain how amazing this human being was and again another super amazing story we got to talking and our session took a little bit longer than i think nice. anticipated because yeah. we were chit-chatting and i yeah. love talking um <laughs> so thank you thank you to juan um so if you do need your professional headshot make sure you follow his account he does an amazing job that's when you told me like oh, i'm so shy i'm, I'm so getting, shy. I'm like, dude yes. he's gonna take no. care of it oh my god it was i did tell him oh, she's kind of shy bro so don't worry bro i got this i was no, like it was right. amazing yeah. yeah so thank you thank you for that pictures came out great 
They did come out great. Yeah, yeah I was super shocked. It was super last minute, and he just accommodated to me. And yeah, I did told him. I did mention we were going to interview you. He's a win. I gave him the date. He's like, okay. So don't worry, I'll get it. Because usually he um, he'll take pictures for uh, for our guests, and then we'll use that picture yeah. as, a, as a as a promotion. But I'm glad that he made you feel comfortable, and he took great pictures. And you know, uh, he's one of our sponsors, so yeah, yeah. he did yeah, a great definitely. job. I'm really really happy with that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Jr. Anything else, brother? Yeah, Juan. Why did you remove my picture from your photo thing? Oh, Juan. Why did you remove his picture? Did he remove mine? Or? No, yours are still there, but he removed. Mine. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Diego still needs to be photographed too. Oh yeah, he's gonna get photographed. He already yeah, told me. He told me today. He told me so. Hey, can I get your uh, producer in there? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll tell him. Well, well, first of all, I don't know where's mine. You better have a backup <laughs> camera because I'm gonna break his first one. <laughs> ah, come down, bro. Come down. Well, again, thank you again. If you can just hang out for a minute, and we'll be right back with you. Okay. Wow. Amazing story, bro. Yes. Amazing story. You know, it kind of really touched a little bit. Like, I can relate a lot to some of her, a lot of her, her backstory, like from the single mom aspect. I was raised by a single mom, you know, moving to Mexico, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Losing friends after being gone from a school and yeah, coming back. Yeah, but don't count, bro. Border huh? don't count, bro. Huh? The border don't count. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth. You know. Uh, working several jobs just to get by uh, and feeling a sense of accomplishment once you get your degree. Like, I was like, huh? Yeah. Even though it was only the associate's degree, I still felt accomplished. Yes. I got made fun of because, like, oh, really? The AA? <laughs> but now you have, you're E5, bro, in the Navy. Shh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This dude's you're four. You're four numbers away from being E9, bro. That takes, no, that you have to be an old man for that one. I'm Don't not going to be an old man. You'll be the next Maverick. Ah, <laughs> have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Dude, you're missing out. Anyways, what the beach scene? No, playing football. The storyline on the movie know, is pretty cool. I know, dude. I know. I need to go see it in honor of the Navy. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I, I love their story. Just everything about it. You know, I'm. I think I'm gonna book my uh, my wife with her because she's having trouble sleeping. And you should book yours too, bro. We'll see. Yeah, don't be shy. I'm shy. You're gonna <laughs> snore. Hey, I just want to scare I'm going to end up sorry. I haven't sorry yet. I haven't sorry yet, bro. You said you did. Well, it was was not with her. Uh, It was with somebody else. Now she's got an expectation. She's got something she's going to shoot for. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be like, remember? Remember the background? (laughs) Don't do that. Imagine, dude. I'm all... He said he wasn't gonna snort. No. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a message. He goes, Is it true Jose's going on this day? Yeah. Can I please come in? Oh man. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I do gotta do a quick shout out. I did a little uh yeah. thing today. I thought I was pretty cool. I did get an answer. I thought it was funny. Um when this episode dropped, it's gonna be June thirteenth, right? Yes. About twenty five years ago, this uh famous Disney movie, Hercules, was released twenty five years ago. Right. And the reason why, and I asked, what was the goat's name? Because I could not remember the goat's name. name. And I was trying to figure out, it's got to be some Greek name, whatever, right? His name was Phil. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just sitting there going, like, what the hell is his name? It's got to be like Zodiac or something, right? A goat can be Zodiac. (laughs) I don't know. I was just sitting there going, like, what's his name? Prometheus. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that, right? And then I like, I I finally just, I'm done. And I look, I'm like, it's Phil. That's his name, uh, Phil the Goat. Who, 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 who so I just it? a quick shout out to who answered first was 
JDL Creative Designs out of Soda, California. Shout out. Shout out to JDL Creative Designs. Uh, Thank you for playing. Thank you for responding. And thank you again for saying it was Phil. (laughs) Thank you. Did you know the goat's name? No, I didn't. Did you? Nah. No? (laughs) (laughs) It's always those side characters that you forget. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you know the two demons' names? No. Nah, man. You're taking like, us way back, JR. Like, You're taking us way back. It's like David. <laughs> <laughs> like John. What's Hercules' father's name? Zeus. Okay, if we got that one. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, because... Come on, you can't miss that character. <laughs> you can't miss Zeus. Come on. Now. Well, there you go. JDO Creative Designs, shout out to you. Hope your company's doing well. They also say they would come on, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we're bringing them on. Especially Lalo. Lalo. Yeah. Waiting for you. All right, let's do our quick shout-outs to our sponsors. All right, our first sponsor is Juan Avila Photography. Um, if you guys are looking for a headshot for your business card, for Ooh. your Tinder account, for Ooh. your Facebook account. <laughs> or Bumble. <laughs> uh, Juan Avila Photography is your guy. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be honest with you guys. You can go with any photographer out there, but quality speaks over budget. Yep. If you're willing to spend the money, to get a good quality headshot, do it. Don't be a cheap person. You know what I mean? I'll be honest with you. I get I get a lot of guys like, oh, how much charges? Oh, that's too much. Bro, you're getting a badass picture. Just do it. You know what I mean? Hit up Juan Avila. Yeah, hit up Juan Avila on Instagram, JuanAvilaPhotography.com, and uh, set up an appointment, and he will take care of you. He did it for our guest. He took an amazing headshot, and she also got a package for her business too as well. So, Check them out. You got a package for your business? Ooh. Yeah. Juan Avila is the man. I just want to know what happened to my photo. (laughs) 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 Just So, Juan, I know you listen to us. What happened to my photo? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that cool enough? (laughs) I thought you said I look good in it with that mysterious look. Oh, yeah. You had the... the he said, I look, I look like I'm a professional. Unless he was lying to me. <laughs> Apparently, he was. He probably like, Oh, my God. So, yeah, check out Juan Avila Photography. He did my photo. But he took it down. <laughs> but he took it down. <laughs> <laughs> this has ruined my reputation. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Our other sponsor is who we, well, we've been, sort of, Jose's been needing throughout the whole interview. Uh, Hoax Jerky. Hoax Jerky is a local company here in Salinas that makes beef jerky. Some of the flavors include uh, mang- uh, habanero, lime bagel, barbecue, teriyaki. Um, I like the lime bagel one so much. I really do. I like the barbecue one. Uh, yeah, I've had other uh, beef jerkies, the ones that they sell at the local gas stations. They've been around for years, but in my case, they lost their touch. So if you want to try something brand new, something that literally is, you're going to want to order more, try a Hooks jerky. You can call her, text her to place your order, 831-272-4733. She also does free delivery with forty dollars with a forty dollar or order or free shipping. You can also find her on Instagram, hoax jerky or hoaxjerky.com. Place your orders. Tell them that you heard about her from Backroad Journey Podcast. Yes, sir. And we have another sponsor, right, bro? Oh, he's last. Go with the rest. Who's next? Oh, Jesus Christ, it's your own company. I forgot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus, dude, it's your own company. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Hey, it's check like- the rest of that rock star real quick. <laughs> Oops. Anyways, our next sponsor will be Sofia Shutik's. Ladies, if you guys are looking for an outfit for Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, or any other day of the week, Sofia Shutik's has what you need. She has from a variety of clothes to um, earrings, shoes, 
check her out. So if you should take tell her the backward journey sent you, uh, and you get, I believe you get 10% off of your first purchase. Ciao. Also, if you guys are looking for a life insurance policy or a final expense, hit me up on your guy of legacy life insurance. You can find me on Facebook or you could DM me at jt.argeta. All right. Uh, All right. And now I probably want to announce our newest. I think we should let his uh, BFF announce yeah, his... Yeah, you know uh, what? You're nah. his BFF. His, uh, well, I need, uh, nah, you guys handle that. You guys handle that. Well, no, dude. He's your BFF. You got to announce it, bro. Yeah, you guys handle all that, man. <laughs> you're like, I'm just the producer. I'm just a producer, man. <laughs> dang, dang, you're shy about your own boy. By the way, I got the new wallpaper. So? Your neck looks thicker and he gave you muscles. <laughs> bro, what'd you tell him? I just told the, him. The, the, the guy on the ride is a little sad. He looks skinny. You know, Dude, he wants he I just, he has oh, yeah. he has muscles. Hey, bro, bro, I want muscles too, dog. Look, I go, I look all skinny, bro. That's not fair. <laughs> and then his neck, he likes it. Wants to make it look thicker. That he works out, like the Dude, shoulders. That looks that looks okay. Like you <laughs> show, her the, show her the before one. The before one, I looked goofy. I looked like way goofy. All right, so you saw him, right? The, he's the one on the. On the yeah, catfish, it, that's the. I don't know if you can tell. He that's the, the first long one. neck. <laughs> <laughs> bro, he made me look like fucking goofy, bro. Like literally. Oh, like, like, Alright, well, if you're not gonna say it, I'll probably uh, say who it is. Are you gonna say it, yes or no? Nah, you guys you guys. Are you that. shy? <laughs> Alright, our newest I don't even know that guy. <laughs> Alright, well, our newest sponsor is out of well, he originally was from outside of Soledad. Now he's out of King City, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is Ruxin Clothing. Ruxin Clothing with our boy, the CEO, founder, the lovable, caring, huggable Manny. You know, he's also Diego's BFF. They do everything <laughs> together. You know, they pick up mushrooms. You know, they Bro, go to the like, beach. <laughs> What's the deal? Promote the brand. <laughs> they go on drives down Highway 1 or over the mountains. Oh. I'm, I'm doing business. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to take pictures for his brand. <laughs> Nothing romantic, bro. Come on. <laughs> Clothing is a clothing brand that sells hats, has vests. He says he's going to bring them back. But right now, it's a collection of different style of hats, you know. So check them out at Ruxin Clothing Official on Instagram. Also, RuxinClothing.com. They ship all around the U.S. It's a lifestyle. So go check them out. Place your order. I already had a couple of hats from them. They also have sunglasses. It took me a deal of one of my hats, but it's okay. We'll move on from that. <laughs> but Rux and Clothing, check out Rux and Clothing, our newest sponsor. Shop local and support local business. Rux and Clothing, there you go, Manny. Nice. You want to say anything about your best friend? What's up? <laughs> nah, I mean, I, hey, look forward, look forward to seeing a lot of it at the rodeo. You know? Oh, oh yes. yes, and also yeah, uh, because up. of Rux and Clothing, he couldn't. All those photos are brought to you by Diego, the producer. Shout out to Diego for Shout doing all that Shout photography. Out to that guy, yeah. that guy is putting all the photographs I know together. Juan, I know Juan Avila, but uh, I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> so if you're looking for some photographs out there, three R Ranch, hit up Diego. If you're looking so, if, you, if you're looking for like uh, cheap photos, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, hey, you know what? I'm about to walk out this shit. You guys can finish your outro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, All right, that's it. I think that's it, bro. That's all I got for today. Um, like I said, thank thank you for us, our Sage, the owner of Sage here. You know, that's we time, thank bro. all of us here. Um, but I'm Jr. And I'm Jose. And this is the Back Road Journey Podcast with the producer Diego. We out later. <laughs> we out.